On March 13, 1997, thousands of people reported seeing a formation of lights in a V-shaped or triangular pattern moving silently across the sky in Phoenix, Arizona. The sighting started in the evening when witnesses observed a large distinct V-shaped formation of lights. The lights were described as amber or white in color and they appeared to be connected or attached to a massive dark object. The object was reported to be as big as a commercial aircraft or even several football fields in length. The light moved slowly and silently across the sky, covering a large area before disappearing behind the mountains. The event gained significant media attention and sparked speculation and debate about the nature of the lights. The United States Air Force initially suggested that the lights were flares dropped by an A-10 Warthog aircraft during a training exercise at the Barry M. Goldwater Range near Luke Air Force Base. However, this explanation was met with skepticism by many witnesses who claimed that the lights were not consistent with flares. Over the years, various theories and explanations have been put forward to explain the Phoenix lights. Some skeptics believe that the lights were caused by military flares or a misperception of conventional aircraft. Others argue that the lights were part of a secret military operation or even extraterrestrial in origin. However, despite numerous investigations and public inquiries, the true nature of the Phoenix Lights remains unsolved and a subject of ongoing debate and speculation. The Phoenix Light events continue to be one of the most famous and widely discussed UFO sightings in history, capturing the interests of both UFO enthusiasts and skeptics alike. It serves as a prominent example of an unexplained aerial phenomenon and has sparked further research and investigation into the existence of UFOs. Now, Joey and I will delve further into the mystery of the Phoenix Lights and discuss, and discuss subjects and issues that have not been discussed before. This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast begins now. Joey, welcome back, my co-host Joey. Happy Memorial Day weekend, Happy buddy. Happy Memorial Day weekend, pal. So what do, you got, what do you got planned, bro, for the Memorial Day weekend? Um, we're just going to barbecue a little bit with the family. Um, I'll be in your neck of the woods. I'll be in the country club. Nice, nice. Cheers, pal. Now the FBI doesn't need to know where I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> next week we're getting canceled, buddy. Yeah. Next, uh, week, uh, next week, I'm actually looking forward to next week's episode. And so on. But I'm going to read the bubble guts every time you mention next week. <laughs> I'll, I'll, re I'll reiterate. <laughs> I only touch politics when it has to do with conspiracies and everything next week. And it's a whole slew of conspiracies next week. It's like multiple conspiracies we're going to be covering. It might, it might go past a two-hour and 30-minute mark next week. Oh, it's a big boy podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually trying to get someone to come on with us next week who uh, has an interesting story. And he's, um, he's, he has a degree in like the political field. So right. his perspective would be good. I'm going to see if he's available. But uh, we're not doing the, the conspiracies today. We're going to do uh, something that happened in 97 in Phoenix, Arizona. But before we get into that, um, I want to take the time to thank the veterans that are still, you know, still standing strong. Yes, sir. And thank everyone who had a family member that lost their lives, unfortunately, that protected and served this country, that gave us the ability to have this freedom of speech that we have, that we're doing this podcast, even though it's about paranormal, to have the ability to walk around and just be free in this great country that, you know, some stuff going on, 
but it's still take that, that. Take that for granted. There's a lot of countries where you can't do just normal, simple things yep. that, that we take for granted every day, you know? And, so. you know, I just wanted to wish a happy Memorial Day weekend to, to everybody that is here and is not. And it's because of the people that are not right now, unfortunately, that we're having this weekend. So uh, happy Memorial Day weekend and happy Memorial Day weekend to all the veterans. I know there's a designated day, Veterans Day, but you still give them credit where credit is due. But uh, we're getting into the Phoenix Lights today, which took place in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was a big topic during the 90s. It was actually on a show that I used to watch called Sightings. And they covered this massively, like every other episode when it happened. Because I think Sightings only lasted about three to five seasons. Around one to five, around there. But I remember seeing it as a kid and be like, oh my god, look at the size of this thing. And really getting into UFOs right. because in 95 I had seen my UFO. So when this happened, I was like, yo, this something's going on. So you heard the monologue. And um, what can you tell us that wasn't in the monologue? Basically, on the standpoint of what they tried to do to hide it. I mean, right away, what they tried to do to hide it was they, they used political powers that be. They used the governor. I'm trying to... Um... His name is weird. Yeah, but I can't recall. His name is very weird, actually. I think I might be able to pull it up because I have it in my... Uh episodes already i actually try to pull them up, pull them up right now but he um so they came out right away in this press conference with there was this big alien that walked out with a giant head and he ended up pulling the alien's head off and just kind of making like a big mockery of what had happened to not put people into a panic governor fife simpton right. simonton right fife simonton fife simonton was the governor um at the time during the Phoenix, Arizona lights. And as you said, yeah, he, he did some crazy stuff to try to hide this. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like, and he said it later on, what's, what's interesting is what he's saying now. You know, like, um, I, I think it was uh, 10 years after the incident, he came out and uh, was on multiple news outlets, say, like, corroborating what everybody else was saying from police to just other witnesses in general who so so let's rewind you we mentioned this what was it on uh two weeks ago we did About, yeah it was two weeks ago you mentioned it and i actually didn't know this part of this story i knew of phoenix lights i didn't know that there was a massive cover-up that went on so let's rewind to the event and take the listeners who might be catching this episode didn't you know it's not caught up yet what he did in that couple of weeks span from the interview on live TV, what he was, you know, dressed as and, you know, what he said then. And then we'll go to now. Right. So as as far as uh, the research goes and what I've looked up is that he has, at that time, he had claimed that they were flares. Um, and obviously, if, if anybody's seen flares in the sky, it, the lights that people recorded all over Arizona, and there's recordings, like hundreds of them. These are not flares. Uh, and what they tried to say was that these were flares that were attached to a balloon, right? <laughs> it just, just absolutely, like, nonsense. In the middle of the night, these flares are attached to a balloon. and These balloons, synchronized, synchronized, synchronized balloons. In a, v, in a V formation. So Because yeah, balloons lights, can synchronize lights. If you look it up, these lights were in a V formation, and they were flying over Arizona. 
And now from the witnesses, they said that the craft had body. They could see the body, the outline of the huge body of this craft. V-shaped, triangular shape. V-shaped, triangular shape. Some people say that it was about a football field, maybe a... Seven football fields. Right, right. That's... I, I was gonna say I was gonna be on the on the skeptical side or the you know optimistical side I, I should say, um, and and give like one or two football fields but yeah it was huge. Well, it varies because what I was reading because you know before we do episodes we reread our stuff we make sure right. that we get our shit together we're not going in blind fire, and some witnesses said the size of a large aircraft. And then other witnesses said size of anywhere between five to seven. Right, because some people are probably seeing it much closer than others and really getting a scale of how large this thing is. Right. There were so many multiple different angles from it from all over Arizona, but the people that were directly under it got a scale of how big this thing was. And like you said, several football fields long, maybe even seven football fields long. This thing was massive. So to orchestrate something that this size that a balloon is is carrying essentially on some wires or strings if they were attached to balloons if they were by attached, wires, yeah. right? Like that's the only way that it would work cuz when you shoot a flare up into the sky, it just goes up and it comes right back down. Everyone's kind of seen the movies where people are like calling for help and yeah. you know they take out the little flare gun and boom, it just stays up in the sky for a quick second and then descends, right? That's not what happened. This thing lasted for several hours over Arizona. So they debunked the over time they over the course of 10 years, tw- I mean, now we're 26 years in, right? Was it was it seven hours? Or was it seven hours from Arizona Se- several to... Hours, several oh, hours. Oh, like, yeah. yes, that means more than one. So I, I would venture to say like two to three hours yeah. that this thing was hanging out over Arizona before it eventually like disappeared. Over the mountains. It moved. Mm-hmm. It mountains. didn't hover, it moved. They it said moved. They, it said eventually it disappeared over the mountains in Arizona somewhere. And people from Nevada actually saw it too. Not yeah. only just yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. People in Nevada said they had seen it. I mean, it, it, if it's if it's definitely got some height to it, depending on the altitude, you're going to see this thing from miles and miles. And most UFOs that we're learning now are they are above the average airplane, commercial airplane altitude of thirty thousand feet. Right. So. Um, so right away, immediately, um, they held the press conference, and it was almost like. You knew something was up because if if this was indeed flares and it wasn't that serious mm. to raise the alarms, why would you feel the need to make a mockery of this? Um, feel the need to make a mockery of this of this event, right? Right away, they held the press conference. The governor's standing at the podium. He's trying to give people the official explanation of what it is, and he said we found it or something like that or other. You can look up the clip for yourself. It's it's a pretty famous clip. And this big giant fake alien costume guy comes out with the head, and and everyone starts kind of laughing. But some of the people, like some of the reporters who were actual witnesses to the event, were upset. You could hear some people laughing and some people kind of like ah, you know, like they're trying to like play this one off again. This is something that was substantial that hundreds, if not thousands, of people witnessed. And even filmed. And this is one year after Varnaha, Brazil. Yeah, right? And and definitely different different craft. Uh, in in Brazil we were it was more of a pill shaped. Cylinder pill shape, right? right? And this this is more of a V shaped. And what I saw in ninety five was disc shaped. Right. It was it was a, a disc a disc shaped object and um, 
95 was that sighting that I saw. 96 was Varnahar, Varnahar Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, or if Nick was here, it's not Virginia. I know he's going to listen. Nick, don't think you can get away without getting in front of him. Come on. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, 96 was Brazil. 95 was the UFO sighting that I saw in Bronx, New York. 96 was Brazil. And then 97 was Phoenix, Arizona. So something was definitely going on in the, in, in the 90s. In the 90s, for sure. And this guy was out there in front of reporters, some that saw it, trying to say it was... What I read, the report said that... And this is interesting, because I used to play a lot of Call of Duty before it sucked. But they said that the flares were launched... One report said the flares were launched from a aerial uh, facility doing uh, a test mission... With an A-10 Warthog. Now, if you pull up A-10 Warthog, right? Right. The video, I guarantee you, if you pull it up right now, the first video you're going to see, you're actually going to see the Warthog, but you're going to hear it. It has a very distinct sound when it flies. It's like... It's unmistakable. It's unmistakable. Like, you know it's a Warthog. And it became a little bit more famous, the sound of the Warthog. When it was in, uh, I don't know which Call of Duty it was in. I think, I think Modern Warfare Three. The same sound they included in the game because that's what they do with these war games. They kind of copy the actual sound of, of weapons from from war, and it's undisputable. Like if you, especially in the video game, like when someone got that kill streak, you're like, "Fuck! Here comes the warthog. We're getting fucked up right now." Right. And it's got this very distinct sound. So if they did use a warthog, an A10 warthog, to launch these flares. People would have heard the... It has that distinct sound. sound. And, and honestly, it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did anyway. Right? If this thing was hovering and, and potentially scoping Arizona for several hours, it flares aren't going to last that long. There's no. just no way. And, and I, Give me one flare that can last... Several hours. Yeah. yeah. Several I, hours. You know, we have road flares. I think they're good for like... I don't know, like maybe an hour. And the fact that there's testimony from police, from very credible people that putting their reputations on the line, including the mayor who tried to debunk it from the very beginning after he held that press conference, you know, kind of like making it a mockery and having people laugh about it right away so that you could potentially, so people could potentially not talk about this and forget about it. Um, even he's coming out and saying now, like, yeah, everyone knew what we saw then. Um, and it was is definitely not flares. The ship had had a body. Um, it wasn't. It was beyond the lights, beyond those those V formation lights. They could see the 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 outline of the craft and how big it was against the night sky. Jeez. Obviously, you're not going to see on on an old 1996 camcorder. You're not going to get the detail of what the ship looked like. You're just going to see those lights. They're just going to stick out. Every we didn't, we photo, didn't have 4K back then. Every photo you Google of the Phoenix lights, you could see that there was. I mean, given the quality of cameras, you can see that there was lights, and it was in a shape of uh, of a disc. And at that time, people were seeing UFOs. It was one of two things. It was either triangular shaped or like. A disc shape. It was very popular back then, the disc shaped. Everyone thought UFOs were disc shaped. And then this was uh, one of the very first sightings where we're like, oh, we have a, a triangle shaped UFO and, and people don't know what it is. And there was one other time pre-world, actually during World War II, I, I, now I always get the date wrong. 
I believe it was, like, I think it was 48 or 49, could be wrong, paraphrasing, going off memory here. People always forget this story too. And I always say it, the Battle of L.A., where the West Coast, California, thought that the Japanese were trying to, you know, bomb Los Angeles. They were trying to bomb California. Right. And they launched this brigade of, of artillery into the sky. And we talked about this not long ago either, too. And what ended up happening was there was news reporters and people that had, you know, the old school cameras. We're talking about the, the boxes, right? Right. With the big lens that looked like an accordion to it. And they took pictures of the artillery barrage at this object that they thought were the Japanese. And it turns out when they took these photos, not only can you see like the spotlights, which kind of looked, best way I can describe them at the time, the spotlights were beamed up into the air, kind of looked at the Batman symbol, like that type of light, right. just minus the bat symbol. And with all the gun smoke and the clouds, there was... There's a, famous pictures, you could see yeah, the bullets. There was a shape as well. In the midst of the barrage from the smoke from the artillery, there was this distinct shape similar to Phoenix, Arizona. Right. So this is actually not the first time no. that this type of object and was... It wasn't the last. I don't know if you saw recently. Jeremy Corbell, who's like an yes. investigative UFO journalist, was recently on TMZ. Mm-hmm. And now people are trying to clown him but because he's like, oh, he's on TMZ. If you want to be taken seriously, you shouldn't have gone on TMZ. But he's been on everything from MSNBC to CNN. I don't know. Some people consider TMZ to be a reliable news, news source. source. Yeah, yeah. You but, know, so I mean... People are always going to clown in the comments. But... Um, there is a um, a picture, if you go to TMZ, if you go to the website and just type in Jeremy Corbell, so in California, uh, when was the date? This was in California, and recently, like a few days ago, I believe, uh, there was a sighting in... I got the clip right here, buddy. Something in the sky over the desert here in California. Um, something... Again, I guess you have to call it a UFO because I don't know what this is we're looking at. It is definitely weird. But um, earlier this week, Jeremy Corbell, who we've had on the show, where he's going to be joining us in just a moment, and George Knapp, and George Knapp uh, revealed George this Knapp. video on their uh, weaponized podcast, and it is—it's definitely startling. I don't know what it is, and I'm not—we're not, not going to get into the whole alien conversation yet. Never want to talk about what is we're saying. This, this unidentified flying object means you can't identify. Is in the sky. You're going to see this video, and then we're gonna. Jeremy's gonna join us because there is a very, very eerie story or curious story behind these lights that you're about to see. No, you can see like an outline or something. What does that look like? It's moving. It's triangular. Mm-hmm. It's it's it. It honestly looks almost exactly like um, the Arizona lights, and it was over a Marine Corps base. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole clip because it's like five minutes. At Camp Wilson, and they said the sighting lasted for over 10 minutes. There's 50 50 eyewitnesses, including uh, dozens of Marines being uh, trained at the sprawling base, it says here. Uh, So it just gives gives more validity to what happened in 1997, being that these UFOs are still popping up. Some of them obviously uh, pill-shaped. They call it the Tic Tac. The, the one that, you know, the military is kind of... That's a famous one now. Now that's... It's, it's so famous because it's it's an actual true UFO sighting, you know? Like, there's a pilot going on record saying that he chased this thing and went into the water. They got film of it. They posted it on multiple news outlets. And people are just... 
I don't know. I feel I feel like people are desensitized to this stuff because of the movies already. You know, they just they, they, well, they almost don't care. We talked about um, like three episodes ago now. The impromptu time of the release that UFOs were real, which was during COVID. And I feel like that was a um, a smart play on the government because what was everybody doing during that time? They were so concerned about COVID, which we're going to talk about COVID next week. But it was they were so concerned about COVID and the news, like how many people were dying today. You know, CNN had that infamous ticker of, of people dying. Right. And they were so in tune with the TV and the COVID news that when they dropped the UFOs are real, it was at that, like, I would say the mid mid pandemic towards the end of pandemic. And I heard the news. I think you were one of the very first people to text me and like, oh, did you see this? And, you know, everyone was so focused that people that just really stopped caring about COVID at that time, especially at that point, was like, holy shit. You know, like that was major news. Like I spoke about it. I think, like, maybe after I heard the news, like, an episode or two later, I'm like, hey, this is what the U.S. government just announced. And then a whole bunch of other news started popping up that, hey, especially Jeremy, Jeremy Corbell, what he was saying, and he's awesome with this stuff. Um, he also started saying that, you know, UFOs are popping up over military zones. And then all the stories from past, present, and future, I mean, well, not future, but these stories started popping up. And what's crazy about the, the UFO sighting that was on that TMZ video is it's not it's a it's not the first time, but it's another UFO that popped up over a military base, and that makes the you know people that don't believe in UFOs say oh it's probably you know China now or Russia, but the fact of the matter is that Jeremy Corbell has told stories countless stories that in active war zones in the Middle East that you have the two sides that are fighting each other and they spot something in the sky right and. Both sides are shooting at this. Like, let's just say it's the, you know, right now Afghan and Iran are going. No one can identify it. They both end up taking it. Right. Afghan's shooting at it and Iran's shooting at it. And they're both like, is that you? You know, let's just put it out there. Is that you in the sky right now? And they're like, no. And it's not anybody's craft. It's an unidentified flying object flying over the war zones. And me personally with that is I honestly believe that it's like a fucking warning. Like, yo, knock this shit off. You guys are going to end up doing something that we tried to come years and years ago to tell you guys, like, to build shit and give you the blueprints on how to live here because it's an inhabitable planet. And you guys are about to get into a war and nuke each other. And, you know, that's my theory that I, I like to, well, not my theory per se, but a theory that's out there that I kind of, like, firmly believe now. Right. And another another real possibility is that if all these sightings are indeed over military bases, we it could potentially make the argument that these are ours, right? This is our technology. It's being tested over these bases. Maybe it's an anti-gravity propulsion system that we're utilizing for whatever reason and testing it out. Um, and people, people are spotting it. Um, that being said, that type of flying and maneuvering and craft is, is just... For physics and, and physicists, it's like if, if a physicist can't explain it and says, you know, we don't have the technology for that. If I don't know the math, it doesn't exist, right? So what we're actually saying now then is that there's a secret government or the government itself, right? You don't have to see a secret government, but um, 
the reason why I say secret government is because if we're not, if we don't know about it, right? If we can't get information about it through the Freedom of Information Act, then there's a you know pseudo government behind the scenes keeping this technology on lockdown. And oh, we're gonna the, get into that next week. The question is, where did it come from? If it's our technology, we're like eons away from any well, kind of tech like that. This any goes, kind of flying tech. This like goes that. right back to uh, someone famous who kept trying to tell us and. You know, everyone that spoke about, you know, COVID that got silenced and knocked off Twitter at the time when, uh, you know, Sith Lord Jack, uh, was it Jack Dorsey right. was running it. And people that speak about things that, you know, certain people don't like, they get silenced. And very famous person that was involved with UFOs in Area 51 was Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. And Bob Lazar was telling us when he came out... Everyone thought he was a nut job when he first came out. And it grabbed the attention of like half the country. And he was saying that he was working in a subpart or a substation of Area 51. And he witnessed technology that was not ours. Reverse engineering of technology that you said uh, last episode. Was it last episode or two episodes ago? Probably two episodes ago. That it was from a, a civilization, an ancient civilization that technology came from, and we were reverse engineering right. it. Because Bob, Bob Lazar said on the Joe, Ro- on Joe Rogan's podcast that he distinctly remembers, he said it was so long ago, but he said, I distinctly remember hearing something about amongst the, the, those of us who were working on the ship that they said that it was from an archaeological dig. He said, that just sticks out in my mind. He's like, I remember hearing that. I don't know who I heard it from. He's like, I couldn't. You know, even if he did, he couldn't disclose the names, etc. He said this on multiple, and his story doesn't really change. It doesn't vary. Um, what's interesting about Bob Lazar's account is that um, he says there were there were nine of these craft that they were working on, um, nine. And it, if all, I don't know if all nine were from archaeological digs, but you know, at least at least one of them had to have been right because he heard that. So if that's the case, they've been here for thousands and thousands of years, maybe longer, right? Um, and I don't now wanna, they're, they're just trying to reverse engineer these. I don't want to get into the Egypt thing because we, we just, just, you know, bring it up almost every week. But the um, that tunnel that's supposedly like that, uh, the king shaft, what is it called? Uh, man, uh, they... they the king, not the not the king's chamber. The queen's chamber is in the Great Pyramid. There's some kind of... Sh- oh, the Osiris Shaft. Yes, the Osiris Shaft. Now, multiple people speak on this, that it's closed off. Yeah, you can't go down anymore. Some people have the, had the privilege of actually going down there. Do you think there was something there that got excavated and the government was like, or, or this pseudo-government, as you say, was like, uh-uh, it's coming with us? Oh, 100%. The, the Egyptians, like over the course of a long period of time, have denied access to a lot of tourists uh, to the to the sites. So there's definitely, it's definitely possible that they could have excavated this site, pulled whatever, you know, objects were there that they didn't want people to know about out and brought it to a facility for, you know, for their investigation. And would the U.S. government be involved? Absolutely, 100%. There's just no way around it. Our fingers are in everything. Our everything. Inter- our intelligence community I was is watching... ridiculous. On TikTok, that's like my thing now because um, I'm waiting for like Paranormal Court on camera to come back out, and I'm seeing all these shows come back out with new seasons. Discovery Plus started, you know, announcing you know what's coming out, and I'm still waiting for that show because 
don't know if you watched it yet, but you and wife, you got to watch it because it's crazy shit. It's five seasons, 15 episodes, really, really good stuff on there. So I go on TikTok now because I'm just bored with everything on TV. And I watched the video of that parasailer flying over the pyramid. Oh, I saw that. And first, the first thing that I, I, I said was, it is so fucking big, bro. Like, you could see the size of this thing from him being above it and how high he is. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, like, instantly my brain computes, like, how the fuck did they build not one, not two, but three, but three of these things, right? In the right. time span. Identical in height. In the time span that, you know, Dr. DeLuna said they did, right? <laughs> and they built it in, uh, in just, like, 20 minutes. They built, you know, the tons. You can move tons. But anyways... The first, that's like the first thing that quickly computed in my mind, right? And then the second thing was like, at the top of it, which, you know, they used ramps to get really to the top and make that perfect yes. turn. Yeah, okay. I mean, we talked about that. But, I mean, like, there's just flying over that site and then realizing that the architecture doesn't stop there. It goes deep down. Like, now there's, there's theories there's now that... Layers. There's layers. Yeah, there's, there's theories coming out. It just makes it. It just makes it even more unfathomable on how they did it at that time. And then for five thousand years, nothing. Right. And then there's theories coming out that, um, I did this a guy on TikTok. Uh, he's a British guy. Um, the guy that talks like Kano, mm-hmm. one foul something. His TikTok uh, plug is, and there's like him and a few others are like there's stuff underground. With possible hidden technology. And some of them are even saying that, you know, we got our hands on it. Hence, why yeah, we might that, be seeing... That's what Bob Lazar is saying. And um, what's, what's crazy is Bob's account of how these craft moved is so similar to everything that we've been seeing coming out of the U.S. government at this point. Mm. Um, he's, he's just almost... Everything that he said in the past is almost spot on to what's going on currently and what's being disclosed, like, officially, about UFOs, um, uh, on how fast they can go. Like, they've been clocked at, like, 13,000 miles per hour, which is astronomical. We already talked about the speed on the yep, podcast. The Mach, the Mach, the Mach, Mach 20 is, right. is, like, no way. It's just, it, we don't have technology to go that fast, and yet we're witnessing and observing craft go that fast, and... Um, it just doesn't compute. None of it makes sense. And you can you can say it's our tech all all you want all day, but that's like going from that's like going from horse and carriage to to not like almost like the pyramids. To, I don't want to, want to bring it up again, but like it's it's almost like it just came out of nowhere. Like no technology, no nothing, and then all of a sudden there's this mathematical wonder. That just pops up in 5,000 years ago. See, I got to say, people don't realize that we bring the pyramids up and Egypt up because there is just so much stuff there. It's that... just relevant to what goes on today. Like the, the boom in technology from 1940 to now, it almost objectively, it doesn't make sense. We, we went f- like, for instance, we've the Industrial Revolution started around in the 1700s. And from 1700 all the way to the early 1900, nothing, right? Uh, uh, just about the same tech. Maybe we made some advancements in electricity and we had some trains, etc. 
um, and the motor vehicle just started to emerge. But it took 200 fucking years. I mean, we had a steamboat. I don't know the extent. I got to do more research. I don't want to speak out of pocket, but like... 20s or 30s to steamboat. Around there. Right. And what I'm trying to say is that from 1940 to now, we went from... We went from 200 years of an industrial revolution with technology of, you know, basically of the same kind of tech. Nothing really substantial going on. It's almost like a stalemate in technology. And then the 40s. And then from the 40s onwards, it's like fucking boom. We went to the moon. Fiber optics, internet, FaceTime. It just, it all seems to just be coming at us, like at an astronomical Clip. rate. Like now we have AI doing everything for us that we want to ask it to do and you ask it for information and it spits it out for you right away. Saw a new video today at work, on my break, looking through videos. And there is a, and I'm sure it's an app, and I'm sure it costs some crazy number to buy. But uh, you need a computer for it, and I don't really use computers like that, believe it or not. Um, but you can take a photo. It's a photo editor with AI. And, like, I saw the guy, the, the clip had a guy on a bike. And... The road was plain. It was like a regular asphalt road. No yellow lines, whatever. And in the clip, they, with the mouse, dragged from a certain point of the photo down and then went to the AI search and said, include double yellow lines for the street. And it fucking added it in. And it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, this is how crazy we're getting. But that the guy that I was talking about is one foul wow. And this is the clip of... First of all, I like that saying. It's really cool. He, he has some like catchy TikTok. There, so there's, I, I like so there's some videos of him where I'm like... That picture is wild. Though. You, I, that I don't believe, but it's fucking cool. The, the, listen, that picture is a little overboard. There's no way they dug in that sand. No fucking way. You know, you mean to tell me they dug and then moved 2,300 million or 1,000 stones? No. Imagine, no but no it does go deep on the ground. There's shit that... I, I, I honestly think to this right, day... Right, there's, there's chambers, there's layers to this. Did you catch Expedition no uh, Expedition Unknown the other night, Josh Gates? New I, episode. Um, I saw that there was new episodes on so he, uh, Peacock. Is it Peacock? It's on Discovery Plus on Discovery. Oh, Discovery yeah, Plus. and he investigated or went to the Kush Empire, which is, I guess, very close in Africa to Egypt. And they thought the Kush Empire, if I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, was built by the Egyptians. And the pyramids were not... The pyramids, first of all, in the Kush Empire were nothing like the, the pyramids in Egypt, right? But um, the Kush Empire at one point apparently was under... They kind of like joined together at one point and there was the Kush Empire and the Egyptians. The Kush Empire um, started... It's like pharaonic dynasties. They started wearing the, you know, the adapting to the Egyptian clothing culture. and culture and religion and, and same, everything. Same thing with... Um, but they, but more of the, the story is, what I'm trying to get at is this episode aired just last week, right? And Josh Gates went, and he does some wild shit. Now, I love Josh Gates. I'm not taking anything away from him, but every episode that he does, I feel like they find something. Like, he goes there, 
and he finds something yeah, with it. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, yeah, bro. Like, you, you, you didn't find this on the spot while you recorded. Yeah, like see. they, like they took that shit out. And like, okay, we're you're gonna we're gonna put it here, and you're gonna. I don't I don't believe that he found. Of course not. On these episodes, you're not naive, but <laughs> but he does some dangerous shit. Like he, so this pyramid that they went to investigate, they were trying to uncover. I believe a um, and I kind of felt. I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep towards the end because I, I go to go to bed early. I wake up early, try to get to the gym at four thirty, so I don't become a fat fuck. But he had to dive into this. I don't know where the water came from, but he had to dive into this. Um, you know, to get into this underground area of this pyramid where they thought this body was of this Kush uh, king, they had to dive into this water and then come out and pop up and first of all check with an oxygen level reader if the air was breathable down there because it's been down there for so long. Right. And more of the story is they just supposedly found this in the year twenty. Obviously, this was filmed, you know, in the last couple of years, so they just found this in the last three years. So you mean to tell me that the pyramids of Egypt, right, have been fully, fully, you know, excavated, like, like, and found everything? No. no. And there's tunnels there that there's, people are being stopped from asking about, from going down and stuff like that. Moral of the story before we trail off course is there's shit in those tunnels that definitely can reveal how they did what they did. And well, if the, Bob Lazar is telling the truth. truth about, you know, we got this technology from an archaeological dig and we cross-engineered it, it kind of can make sense of like what we're seeing in the skies. Well, major red flag is that they they don't let us see what's in what's down there. They don't let us see inside the Sphinx tunnel. And this is where I disagree with my other friend, Joey. They won't let us go. Like, it, there's he restricted access to so many parts. Claims it's religious reasons why they don't want it. Bullshit. No, no reason. No, there's no, that's not true. Like, we're talking about, this is... This is archaeology. This is history. You, you have to be, um, and no one's ever claimed that there's that that it's religious reasons and these are sacred sites and that's why they can't go into them. That's nonsense. If it was religious reasons, I actually told them this. I was like, if it was religious reasons, and as the people of Egypt and they have their religious beliefs, they wouldn't want they, any. They wouldn't of, even be archaeologists. They wouldn't the be museums. Period. They wouldn't be like they, they would be, be like, no, we don't want this on display. This is our ancestors. This is our our history. We don't want King Tut's uh, sarcophagus on display in. Is it in Egypt or is the it in Met. London? No, they move. They move. They move it around. It'll be at the Met. It'll be at all different museums. If it ever goes to the Met again, I want to go see that for sure. We gotta go see that. Um, I think they do it once a year. They do a tour. We gotta go see that 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 thing I sent you. That's in in uh, Central Park from Egypt. Oh yeah, yeah, the obelisk. The obelisk. We have to go see that they, during the Industrial Revolution. They moved an obelisk, and from what I was reading, it, this is not the biggest obelisk, but it, it, in terms of weight, this thing is heavy, and it took a massive amount of effort to get it from Egypt to the United States, where it currently resides in Central Park. Like I was reading on how they did it, and it took a lot of. And that's modern times. That's modern times. For something that didn't weigh as much as one, it, one it brick. It would be impossible, like, pre-industrial revolution to get it to, to New York. Which is, which is mind-blowing. Like, these people did this without tech. Like, that's a lie. There was tech. And they had some great technology. And just like what's going on now, going back to the Arizona lights, there's a technology at play here that... We, we don't have 
you know. Um, and if we do, if it is ours, ask yourself why they're hiding it. A technology like that can be revolutionary. It can change the world. It can change the way we travel. It can change. It, it can change the way we 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 have commerce, and it can change currency forever. Like it, it, it would really transform the world. I feel There's like no I feel it. like the government was keeping it secret then because they were trying to use it for military purposes, right? And I don't know what's going on now, but they've released that they're real. And apparently, they, in my eyes, they can't fully figure out how to use it or how to master it. Well, that's, that's what Bob they, Lazar was saying. Yeah. He's like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll shelf these projects for years and years to come. They'll close it down and then they'll revisit them. I, my biggest question is why did they, well, I mean, I guess I can kind of see why they waited, you know, just for military purposes. But why all the information is coming out now is is goes back to a couple episodes ago where I don't know why they release certain news around impromptu time. Now, TMZ released this story, right? Okay, now we're going to touch a little bit of a conspiracy. I'm going to save it for next week where we, we might get canceled next week. Hopefully not because uh, I got a, a lot of content on here. So for whoever's listening, <clears throat> First Amendment, <clears throat> First Amendment. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying this. TMZ released this story, right? In the last few days, there's been, again, TMZ, they, that's up there with reputable news, right? Right. But they released this story a couple days ago, right? And in the last few days, these are the news stories that came out that are kind of making the news on the reliable news sources, right? I think it's all over social media right now. You can't miss the whole Right, but again, this is this Instagram. is what I, this is if something you're on Instagram at all. Like I've I've had friends DM it to me who don't even like who don't even participate in the conspiracy theories and, you know, UFO stuff and they're just like, "Oh, this is interesting." And they just send it my way. I'm like, "I oh, don't worry, I already saw it. Trust me." So so check it out, right? We talked about this impromptu timing of when they release certain news, right? And it's always around Something that's going on politically, right? So this week, that news dropped, right? Now, what happened in the last few days in the news that it's kind of out there? Um, CNN is kind of being forced to re to report on the laptop story. And they're reporting that, like, hey, you know, a couple, like, last week, it doesn't look too good. Some of the things that were found on there, and they found something along the lines where, like, it's, like, money from two different countries, like, like, Biden's family was getting money somehow. Like, it's laundering. Yeah, like laundering. Like, so, like, CNN announced it, right? Now, to people that are, like, completely left-wing, when CNN announces something, it's like, well, now, it's rep now they, now they got to pay attention. Yeah, now they got to pay attention, right? And then there's some things where even when the news drops and CNN announced the story about the, the Durham report, which was in regards to, like, the whole Russian collusion thing. Right. And there's, like, some crazy, crazy, like, this is, like, as far left as you can go. They're like, no, it doesn't prove anything. I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. You know, like, this is, like, the person you guys got to do this investigation, and he came back that it was, like, bullshit. So then it kind of has to be bullshit. Right. There's no sugarcoating it. But in the last few days, they had the whole Biden thing with the laundering and the laptop, that, that news, right? Um, just yesterday or two days ago, Every house, uh, like, very important members of, like, Congress and um, certain, like, governors and um, Senate people from each state, 
they got a satellite phone that can be used in in the light of a disaster. Like it's like a direct communication. So that came out, right? Um, then you have the news of DeSantis. Of course, you know, there's right versus left. There's no sugarcoating that. He announces his presidency. So like there's like major political news that got announced just as again they announced on TMZ a UFO story. And Jeremy Corbell was literally, I, I follow him a lot too, literally posting just a couple of weeks ago that he was actually like pissed why news outlets are refraining from, you know, constantly airing news clips about UFOs. So I, you know, I can agree with people that say that UFO is, is you know, smoke in the fire or blinders when they announce it at this type of time because... They're announcing and it. He has. This it's stuff. like the UFO announcements are politically motivated. Right. Any any story that is that is charged that can gain a lot of attention, especially, we and I said it before on the podcast. Um, this would be the biggest story in the history of mankind to find out that we're not alone in the cosmos, and it would it would make people feel unsafe about their position in. In their own lives, right? Would it? Um, not to me. I mean, not not to me and you. We're, I'd be like, okay, cool. I knew that since third grade. Right. We're we're observers, but there are people that are just stuck in the mundane of their normal, average, everyday lives, and they don't they don't give mind to anything outside of of their cosmic world you, that they're in. You know what? I would I would love that news to actually be made like cemented like yeah we are not alone like here's proof here's the proof they aired this clip of like this gray alien like doing this and stuff like that <laughs> and then and then i go like to like call mike and i'm like hey mike maybe the aliens did help with egypt because they just announced it does that make more sense i i still think the romans came and they you know they, they use, they'll be they'll always be your they use the roman war horse that thing's strong like for instance if ufos like a, like a ferrari Oh man! If you listen to the episode of Mike, you'll you'll be laughing right now. Yeah, you're not Mike, gonna I'm get sorry, the, you're not sorry, gonna Mike. get the joke unless you follow the Angry History Geek on on TikTok or listen to that episode, um, the Great Pyramid Debate. Follow yeah, Mike. Cool. Very very intelligent guy. Yeah, he he knows his stuff. His, his history is he knows his history. He does he does, and it's like European history, but he is very on the fence about believing about the pyramid. But there's people that come up with some wild fucking theories and there's people that are always out there on the fringe of conspiracy the biggest one was the giant one and i i like you know what's crazy i didn't think the nephilim and the giant mothership thing episode that i did was gonna do good and like it, it actually did better than i thought and i was struggling that episode like i had notes i had video clips i had every, i was struggling people were just people are they are just searching for information they love that giant why. shit and i'm like why did it do i honestly thought it was gonna do bad it didn't it did average and i'm like if that did well, I got an episode for you. The Smithsonian covered up giants. Look into that. That I, you that know, I know a lot. About. I combed. We'll talk about. I it. combed giant stuff, dude, and I didn't find much that good. Like, there's these like there's new pictures coming out right now. New pictures of this like picture one of uh, the dwarfs from like uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Right. Big beard, but he's like dwarf size, right? Picture him eight feet tall. There's like this fucking. This this picture going around the internet now, right? Let me look at this real quick so we don't hear Kano. And he, it's on his page, so I'll, I'll show you. And 
it, it's circulating the internet now. Like, if this was a real fucking photo, bro, this shit would have been out years ago. We would have already seen it. But now, all of a sudden, there's this pic... Look at this. And I'm going to play his clip. Again, this is one foul wow on TikTok. Oh, that's from a movie. I've seen this. Yes. No way. But listen, listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. If you guys can see this photo, it just screams like that. See, like I liked him when I watched the first few videos, and then he started putting these these. Yeah, these he's videos. just looking for content. And I'm like, but don't do that. Like you created Cause it, cause a because what it does is like it makes anybody who wants to talk about these topics automatically labeled as. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a kook. Like, but I followed him because he posted something that was actually like valid. That, like, yeah, yeah, valid. Right. Like it made sense. And, and then there's, he's, there's always going to be a little bit of valid in in even like well, even the craziest conspiracy theorists. Like what page. we talk about, right? People can think it's bullshit, right? But we actually on this podcast since day one, even before you became my co-host, I've talked about things that were documented. Documented cases of haunted stuff. Uh, you know, I talked about, which everyone should listen to this in light of Memorial Day, uh, Observation Post Rock Afghanistan, an actual documented story with these Marines that went to this, this post that was haunted. Um, I've talked about other cryptids. I've talked about other UFO. I've talked about Gettysburg. I've, I, well, this is a, I think this is the and, hundred. And what, what we actually really do is we, we talk about like the fallacies of these. Yeah, myths. we go on both sides. Yeah, we talk about the fallacies of these myths, busting them to a degree, but also giving credence to whatever is actually valid yeah. in in the story. Like last week, we kind of talked about dog. We talked about dog man. How like we don't know what it is still. It's like it's being cited. We don't know what it is. It's kind of impossible for there to be this dog human walking around. And then we kind of like went into the UK cats that have been a thing for years and debunked that someone at adventure at some point had brought a cat and it adapted and it's roaming around the UK. Right. right? But this guy, he, he caught me with a video and I was like, this guy's good. I like it. And, and I like the music. And I started following him. And then like I go back uh, two nights later after, you know, I'm like, oh, what does he got today? You know, let, let's see if, you know. And he's like, Oh, this bottle of Killian's right here. This Irish red ale. It's Irish red ale because it's the blood of Jesus Christ. And they put it in here and it says Killian's because they killed Jesus. Killian's. I'm, I'm like, come on, man. You lost me there. You made a you good know? story there on the fly. That was right, like, on the fly, right? Like Jesus' blood's in Killian's. And that's what right. people do, man. And and more recently, like, if a UFO just pops up, like the Jeremy Corbell thing on TMZ, a lot of the comments, people like, all you see left and right is Project Bluebeam, Project Bluebeam. Everybody's commenting Project Bluebeam. Right, because that's what... First of all, if people are... Con I don't mean to cut you off, but if people are commenting Project Bluebeam, like, not only do are they privy to the conspiracy of this, of this uh, I believe it's Canadian or French guy that, like, fucking mysteriously got offed after, you know, running the book and all that stuff. His name is super hard to pronounce, so I'm not even going to attempt it, and Nick's not here to pronounce it. But I'm telling you right now, Yes, it's a conspiracy from that guy, but if people are saying Project Bluebeam, Project Bluebeam, they kind of are, the government's already like, ha we got you. We got you. We got you. We, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, like, we got you. Yeah. Like, th there's always these misinformation campaigns or disinformation campaigns that the government will try to, it's like a, like an op to try to get people to look in a different direction so that no one gives validity to UFOs, 
right? Anything they can do to deter people from actually doing the investigative research to finding out whether or not this event actually occurred works in their favor. And right away, if you can convince uh, even 20, 30% of Americans that there's uh, a satellite in outer space that's projecting UFOs to create distractions, people are automatically going to be like, yeah, that's Project Bluebeam. Those aren't UFOs. The UFOs aren't real. That's us creating just, these UFOs. Just, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about this. crazy and far-fetched yeah. is that? We're going to talk about this next week, but I have to bring this up because it's in the, in the process of this conversation. I sent you this video. Oddly enough, I don't have the video anyway. I looked for it on my phone. I fucking saved it. And I don't know what the fuck happened to the video. I didn't delete it. I don't know if it's still on my phone. I just keep skipping over it. The beginning of the pandemic. I sent you that documentary that girl did. It's called Plandemic. That's what it was called. Right. Okay. That fucking documentary had a lot of people like, yo, this is what's going on right now. And this was the beginning of COVID when shit was really genuinely bad. Right. Like I was working at the hospital. I'm like, I don't know what to believe because I see, I see bodies coming out every day into fucking freezer trucks. So I'm like, I don't know. But the documentary was pretty convincing, right? It convinced a whole lot of people that this was just like a plan. Like this is what's going to happen. That shit got shut down like a day and a half later. Like, done. Gone. I video captured it. I sent it to you. I'm like, yo, look what's going on. You believe this? Whatever, whatever. I can't find it in my phone. Like, almost like Apple, like, fucking deleted it on its own. Like, yeah, you can't have this. And that video made people believe a lot of stuff. Ironically, a lot of stuff in that documentary, I'd say 90% of it, came true. Mm. Right? And what you just said, like, the government's, like, trying to stop certain people from saying certain things and influence people, like, stop people to make other people believe. It's fucking same thing with UFOs. I, I think that that's what the flat earth theory is about. Like, how, how many people can we convince with pseudoscience that the fucking world is flat? And then that, that'll stop any kind of conspiracy of UFO people are just going to be like, no, nah, the world is flat. That this is everything's a hologram and a projection, and they just come up with these crazy fucking ideas. And this is, this is these that's are one thing these I are, can't. These are on. tactics. These are tactics that the government uses to take people who aren't as who aren't very privileged in education to believe something wholeheartedly and and obsess about it because they felt like they resonated with a certain fact about that flat Earth theory, right? See. And and they'll take they'll take it and they'll keep running with it like no 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 like anything other than flat Earth doesn't exist to them. See the big and I talked about this on um, I think an episode titled "Social Media Brainwash." I'm not certain. I've done a lot of episodes. It's like the 111th episode of this podcast. Um, I think the biggest thing the government has done to make the attention go off anything right now is literally creating a civil war people don't realize like civil, a civil war is going on right now it's between people on social media mm. you that's what's going it's on deep. yeah it's deep it is a civil war going on right now and it's via social media and all these social media outlets that came out and we're going to talk about this next week as well the last episode probably then we'll get canceled you know what i think though like there's so many people who like participate in the comments and I'm like who the hell are these people if you click I, them I look at shit if you I, click, and I'll, I'll read the comments but I never participate in comments and I'm like are there really people out there that participate in comments sometimes I do uh, but I used to years ago 
But now I don't. Now I I entertain like that's what I'm saying. Like after after a few years on social media, you're like, ah, I can't partake in this shit. So anymore, so hear know? me out. I I do it now, but with paranormal stuff. I don't do it on Facebook anymore. My Facebook page, my personal Instagram page, that was right, right and day. But um, the government, I feel, created social media, and this is all part of an orchestrated, like, idea or plan, is. We're so busy fighting each other on social media. They created... This never happened. This right versus left stuff never happened in the 90s. I never remembered as a kid when I was able to remember things and say, everyone's going after this politician. It was just like they had two parties literally trying to work together and, and, do, and get shit done. Now it's like all you see is... News outlets that are programmed for one political party bantering other parties from the right and kicking people off news networks that were like the most watched anchors. It's all programmed to to make everyone fight each other. You go on Facebook and there'll be a movie that came out, like Indiana Jones, right? That's Dial of Destiny's coming out. People comment on there, dude. And you could see these comments like... It's a movie, and people are writing like crazy shit on a fucking movie. Like, they literally programmed this to happen via social media. Facebook came out, peaceful for a year, and then you saw what came about. So there's literally this civil war that I feel the government, or the NWO, Illuminati, lizard people, whatever you want to go with, created this. And while we're busy fighting each other over stupid shit, although some of the stuff that's going on, and I won't say it on this, I won't even say it on the episode next week, but there's shit going on this week with like corporations and things like that that's so out of this world. Not with cer- not with a certain subject, but with like this like cult 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 esque part of it. That's crazy. Right. The other stuff, fine. You want to do that, whatever, dude. Whatever. That's your business. You whether you want to go there and do whatever. But like the cult aspect of that news part of it, fucking nuts. We're gonna take a momentary pause. And we're back from our momentary pause where I was talking about that the um, government really uses social media to create this, what we don't know is an actual civil war going on. We have battles in between, you know, battles between stupid stuff like movies and and politics and even UFO stuff, right? You go on these UFO, on these these videos and people are like Project Blue. Disinformation about UFOs. Project Blue Beam and stuff like that. It's crazy stuff. And off air, me and Joey were talking about something and next week's episode is going to be batshit crazy. It's going to be, it's going to be like one of those episodes where you're... After we play that clip, we should play that clip. After we play that clip, we're going to play to you on break. Ooh, man. We're going to, yeah, we're going to say, that's good. That's good. I I watched a little bit of it because I I watched, you send me things, I'm I'm at work. And uh, you got it. You got Sometimes it. I know you don't get time. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you from now on. This one's like urgent. Watch this one. Yeah, and send it to me on my on my um, podcast page because I'm I'm actually trying to refrain from going on my on your own. Per- I I've literally like trying to go on my off my personal page. I'm actually I actually tried to delete my personal page. You know that? <laughs> I tried to delete it and I don't. It won't let me delete it. I don't know why. The FBI is probably like, nope, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so we're not. Bro, we need we're, to figure out. We need to know who you are. We're not done <laughs> taking your your direct messages to people and and saying that you're, uh, you know, whatever. But let me tell you something, man. This um, social media is 
a it was inputted into our 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 livelihoods to create like this you know this civil war and distract us from these these things and the main distraction right now which is i guess kind of coming to light is the whole ufo thing and back in 97 the phoenix arizona lights was shunned off as you know flares and an 810 warthog and the roman war horse that decided to fly and shit like right, that right. but long story short my question to you for this next segment is why is the truth coming out now? Why did the, we didn't get into this yet? Tell everybody, or you said this not too long ago, a couple episodes ago, whatever it was, what the governor Fife, his what is his fucking name? Jesus Christ, man! For fuck's sake, ever seen that guy? I like his TikToks. That guy, um, what? No way. I haven't seen them. I love that guy, man. Yo, shout out to the What No Way guy, man. I love your videos. It's all tool stuff. Right. Like, they show videos of, like, easy ways to do things, and he don't know it, and then he tries it. And if he tries it and it works, he goes, what? No way. For fuck's sake. I've been having this shop for 20 years, and I didn't know that an Allen key can be turned with a wrench. For fuck's sake. I love that dude, man. Shout out to him if you're listening. He's probably not, but just shout out to him. Um, the governor's name... He came out years later, you were saying. Right. Fife Simonton. Ha, Nick, I got it. Ba- basically, like, he's a wit- he witnessed it. Right, but he, he said it, it for, we discussed this earlier, said it for, he came out dressed in an alien costume, made everyone laugh, shit like that. And now, years later, proceed, Joe. So, so years later, he's giving validity. And he went on MSNBC and, and all these other news outlets, they, they kind of posted it. And they tried to make a mockery of him after he came out and said that it was valid. Like, almost making jokes about him that, you know, kind of ruining his like political career. The guy doesn't have a political career anymore. Look him up. I'm pretty sure he doesn't fucking do anything. Politics. You ruin your, your political career when you come out for a fucking, um, you know, interview in front of news cameras dressed as an alien, yeah. in my opinion. You, you keep it professional, man. I don't, and my, then you, then so again, he didn't come out dressed as an alien. An alien came out and he fucking... Like took the head off of that alien, but he made himself a joke. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody told him to do that. There's no way that he came up with that idea and was like, "This is how we're gonna play this. We're gonna make a big joke about it and make everybody laugh and forget about it." Right? We're gonna say it's flares, and then there's a big alien head that's gonna come out. Everyone's gonna laugh, and people are gonna forget about this. That's how we're gonna play this. Uh, they had to not give it as much credence or validity as possible. Now. Since everything was debunked and none of what they said for the official story of what it was was actually what people were witnessing, now it's it's considered a, a, a mystery. Like the Arizona lights still today are one of those one of those unsolvable uh, UFO cases. You know it's crazy. You brought the Arizona lights up, the Phoenix lights. Said the whole thing about the governor, which I didn't know that, and because. The powers that be did such a Same good thing job. for Varenhoff, Brazil. Yeah. Like, the, the they gov- know about but, it. But the governor there, he was just like, he's still the governor until this day. He's just like, yeah, I fucking, yeah, I saw it. You know, like, we all, we all, everyone in this town knows that this is something that happened here. See, no one denies these it. Are, those are the two things that no one knows what happened. I heard about Phoenix Lights, but to, to, to your, you know, to your power, what you're saying is that 
it got shut off. It got shut down. Yeah. And I didn't, and I, and I forgot about the whole Phoenix Lights thing. But then you brought it up, and I remember, like, yeah, it was on sightings. I remember hearing about it, but yeah, it, it's it, one they of the did most a famous sightings of all time. But they did a very good job of hushing it. Hushing like, because if you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, what the, f- I've never heard of the Arizona Lights. People thing. don't know about the Battle of L.A. They think it's a movie with Rihanna. Yeah, I know, or, and that's why they, they had, don't get me started on that. I feel like that's why they they do these things and they make these these movies because now when they when people hear Battle of L.A., anybody who's not from the time of the incident. Or who doesn't know about the incident hears that phrase and they think, "Oh, you're talking about the movie." No, not the movie. The actual event. Yeah, the actual event. That the movie is based on. I, I, when I first, um, when I first started at work, uh, my job, about like a couple months in, I started openly saying, "Like, I hey. feel like you should call it the sci-fi effect." They sci-fi everything, man. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a government op where they just sci-fi everything so that you believe nothing. When I got comfortable with people at my job, because you know when you transfer departments, you 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 you're with a whole bunch of new people, right? And my old department that I worked in, people knew I had a podcast and whatever the case may be. And my old job where we were hooligans, so everyone was just like, you know, you get made fun of every day with jokes, you know. So my new department's more like, you know, new people, more. We're not hooligans, they're not hooligans, they're, you know, hardworking people, whatever, and, but shout out to my old department, because they, they bust ass down at that job, they, they do what they gotta do, but it was different, it's a different, you know, different mindset, you know, and I got comfortable with my new co-workers, and um, one of them I, I knew from when I first worked there, when I was a kid, so I was telling him one day out in the open, I'm like, yeah, no, I got a podcast, and uh, I talk about conspiracies, ghosts, UFOs, and stuff like that. So he's like, hey, you know, tell me some stuff. And I, I was like, well, have you ever heard of the Battle of L.A.? And, and he was like, no. What, what is that, the movie? I'm like, no, it's like a legit thing that happened in Los Angeles during World War the II time. The movie was just fucking named after Yeah, they and like, they I, sci-fied the fuck out of it. So and I told that story again at another spot at my job, um, surrounded by people while they were on their break. And I had to do something on a computer in this office, and they were there, and they were like, oh, no, tell us about your podcast. And... I was there with people, and I'm like, yeah, this is what I talk about. And they were like, when I was speaking, like, I held the room. Because they were like, and I told the L.A. Battle of L.A. story again. No one fucking knew about this. This is like, not only UFO history. This is like fucking World War II United States history. history. We fired, mind you, we fired recently in Alaska and Canada $500,000 missiles at UFOs. Which we don't know to this day, still on on almost Memorial Day, what they were because we never oh balloons. But maybe one of them was a balloon because you recovered one, but you refused to recover the others. The ones that were shot down in Alaska and Canada, we never recovered. We never. Recovered. We shot down the Chinese spy but, balloon. But the ones, if you look at the reports, the ones in Canada and Alaska were moving at astronomical speeds. Right. So regardless, what I was getting at with that, Joey, is that during World War Two. The same, I mean, obviously back then, I, I guess it wasn't $500,000. We weren't launching $500,000 missiles except for no, except for Big Boy and Little Boy. Right. That probably costed a lot of money to drop in Japan. But we're launching artillery in California, in Los Angeles, at something in the sky. Right. Right? The alarm sounded. You know, that's an iconic sound during World War II. It that killed people. The, the, the shrapnel seven, from, from the ricochet of seven, the object. I believe killed seven people. people died during the Battle of L.A. And it happened. And they wasted money on ammunition over a false alarm. But in the photos and the news clips, 
there's something up there, dude. The clouds just don't form into like a triangle shape, no matter how much you shoot Bullets at. Bullets don't ricochet off of nothing. That yeah. You know what I mean? Like where the shrapnel's coming from somewhere. <laughs> it's hitting something and it's exploding. Although some of them probably like shot up in the air and then ended up like falling down Back and completely down. missing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that can explain that. But they were shooting at something and they wasted ammunition, which they needed because World War Two was. Well, a lot of the some of the victims that died, I, I remember watching a lot of uh, documentaries on it. Some of the victims that died in the Battle of L.A. There was um, only seven though. So, like, are you speaking on like on more than seven? Because what I what I've read multiple times. No, was, no, not more than seven. But so, uh, the some of the victims that did pass away died of shrapnel, and when they recovered the shrapnel, like it, these, it it was obviously bullets, but they were fragmented bullets. So the bullets hit something. Parts of the bullets broke off and then came back down. It's just like a ricochet, you know, mm. um, and obviously hit people and and people died from from this this backlash of whatever this object was that they were shooting at. A balloon. They don't actually to this day they don't know what but, it was. But no, none of the bullets. I, I believe I could be wrong. I got to look this up and somebody can fact check us later on. But I will say it. I'm pretty sure that I read or heard in one of the documentaries that none of the victims had intact bullets in them. So it wasn't like the bullet went, it, like they shot up into the sky and the bullets came back down and, and then obviously it killed the person. It was all shrapnel. So meaning these bullets hit something, mangled, broke apart, and then came back down and okay. hit, these, hit these I'm going to do this because, we, you know, I usually don't read from Wiki full on, but because we're on the subject, let's get it right. The Battle of Los Angeles, also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, is the name given by contemporary sources to be a rumored attack on the continental United States by Imperial Japan and the subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage, which took place from late uh, February 24th to early uh, February 25th, 1942, over Los Angeles, California. The incident occurred less than three months after the United States entered World War II in response to the Imperial Japanese Navy surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, and one day after the bombardment of Elwood near Santa Barbara on February 23rd. Initially, the target of the aerial barrage was the to be thought of the attacking force of Japan, but speaking at a press conference shortly afterward, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox called the perpetrated attack a false alarm. Newspapers of the time published a number of reports and speculations of a cover-up to conceal an actual invasion by an enemy airplanes. When documenting the incident in 1949, the United States Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent aloft at 1 o'clock a.m. as having started all the shooting. So they blamed, at that time, a balloon. And concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all kinds of targets in the sky, and everyone joined in. In 1983, the United States Office of Air Force History attributed the event to a case of war nerves triggered by lost weather balloons, exaggerated by stray flares and shell bursts from adjoining batteries. And then you click the UFO, uh, UFOlogy link in Wiki. It says a photo published in Los Angeles Times on February 26, 1942, has been featured in UFO conspiracy theories as evidence of an extraterrestrial visitation. They assert that the photo clearly shows searchlights, which I said, 
focused on an alien spaceship. However, the photo was heavily modified by photo retouching prior to publication. A routine practice in graphics arts at the time intended to improve contrast in black and white photos. Times writer Larry Harnsch oh god. Larry Harnshish noted that I can't pronounce it. Sorry guys. Sorry, Nick. Noted that the retouched photo, along with faked newspaper headlines, were presented as true historical material in the trailers for 2011 film Battle of Los Angeles. Um, Harnish commented, if the publicity campaign wanted to establish UFO research as nothing but lies and fakery, it couldn't have, it couldn't have done a better job. Now, let me tell you something. There is reported people, and I'm not going to keep on reading Wiki and bore you guys, there's reported people that saw something in the sky that night, and it wasn't a it wasn't a balloon, right. and that's like very common shit that the government does is to blame a fucking balloon. Let me tell you something. You know the difference in World War II between a plane and a balloon, and you wouldn't launch an artillery barrage against the balloon. It said a whole day from the twenty fourth to the twenty fifth or the twenty fifth to twenty sixth. There it said, that's a whole that balloon would have been down by then. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, come on, give me a break. So it's um, this is what I got, and and this is not what I've what I've read in other documentaries, but I I just wanted to chat GPT real quick. It says, uh, the Battle of Los Angeles caused panic and confusion among amongst residents, authorities at the time. There were no confirmed reports of casualties or death uh, directly resulting from the incident. The barrage of anti-aircraft artillery fired caused uh, property damage and injuries due to falling shrapnel and debris. Uh, but here, that's the thing, falling shrap shrapnel and debris. What is falling shrapnel and debris? It, it's, it's ricocheted bullets from a, an object, right? But no casualties have been officially attributed to the event. And here it says, it is important to note that due to the chaotic nature of the situation um, and the passage of time, it is possible that injuries and casualties may have been underreported or overlooked. However, based on the available historic records of official accounts, no deaths have been directly linked to the Battle of Los Angeles. I think that's nonsense because I feel like I can probably find clips of, of I've read. families saying that they're they're like this person it's, died. Yeah, and I'm not going to agree with ChatGPT because first of all, it goes on in the amount of searches people have searched on ChatGPT. Right, and that's why it says it says the chaotic nature and the passage of time. It is important to. To note that injuries and casualties may have been from Wiki and three other articles that seven people died, and I actually did an episode. I feel like that's what I heard as well. I did an episode on it, and, and three of those were from heart attacks because I guess they were older people. Wow. They like, what the fuck's going on? And you know, like uh, there are very few from shrapnel. But I you ever, ever have you ever scare someone? Uh, like I used to scare like my mom, my brother. Um, when I was younger, my mom would be like, you're going to give him a heart attack. Like, you could scare someone to oh, death. Yeah, yeah, That's where sure. the saying comes from. Scared to death. I scared my, my middle brother, Sergio, so bad once. Like, I don't even like to tell the story. I feel bad telling the story. We all kind of laugh about it now, but like, he used to have this doll. The, the Dilbert, <laughs> you know who Dil Dilbert is? It's like the, the newspaper cartoon. With the glasses. Looks like Drew Carey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? So my, my dad used to work for a syndicate company that used to, you know, have the syndication for Dilbert. So he used to get free shit from Dilbert. He brought home this big Dilbert mask one day. <laughs> and I knew it was in the garage. My brother had a teeny little Dilbert doll. And he used to wrestle this shit. Like, I'm talking jumping from the top of the couch and landing with elbows on this thing. He was small. He was, But he was a, he was a little rough kid. He used to like to beat this thing up. 
And um, he was really violent with it. Now, I used to tell him, I was like, that thing is going to get big one day and he's going to beat you up. I'm telling you, he's going to come after you. He's going to grow up this tall and he's going to be as tall as me and he's going to get you. Me and my brother are separated for, by 10 years. My brother's probably like five at the time. I'm like 15. Oh, shit. I'm a, I'm a teenager. I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. But I knew I had this mask in the garage. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so... I give him like two months of beating the shit out of this doll. And finally, I took the doll away. I hid it. And he wanted to know where the fuck this thing was. He kept asking for it. He, he was mad that it was missing because that was his buddy. Like, he beat the shit out of this thing every day. <laughs> his friend, you beat him up. <laughs> he took out his five-year-old frustration on this doll. I go into the garage. And after like a week of this doll being missing, I got it. And then I, I kind of like primed him for it too. You're making me want to clip this for like the real. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you, you should. You make two of them. Make two of them. You have to. I primed him for it. I was like, "Yo, where's your doll? Did you find it?" He was like, "No." He's like, "No, it's it's gone. I think I think mom lost it." And he was a smart kid, man. He had for for five years old. My brother had such great. Both of my brothers, they have such great diction. I we should bring them on the podcast one day. They they speak really well. Um, both college educated kids. So he, um, he's like, no, it's, it's been missing. So I kind of primed him for it. So now it's on his mind, right? Cause, cause now he's thinking about it again. <laughs> then I went to the garage, put the mask on, bro. I changed into a suit and pants and everything. I had the tie. I went all out. You went full Halloween. On. I put this thing on and now there's this big glass window, um, that we had on our front door at the time in Morris Park. And I knew he was playing by the front of the of the television, and I know that he could see me from the window. So I knocked, and I see his from the glass. I see his little head look up, and I could just from the window I could see the panic on his face. And then I opened the door, and he kind of stood up really slowly, and he he looked like holy shit, this is really happening. My bro- <laughs> I I know everything was going through his mind. Like my brother told me this was gonna happen. He goes into the stairwell to try to run away from me, and I kind of like slowly walk towards him, and I, I, the terror on his face. He looked like he was trying to scream, and nothing was coming out. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I could have given this kid a heart attack at five years old. And then the loudest, most high pitched scream came out of his mouth when I got close to him to grab him, and I started fucking dying laughing. And then I pulled the mask off. And then I hear, Rah! and then he punches me right in the face because he realized you fucking got me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so that's enough. We get, let's get back to the conspiracy, but that's a, that's a great story. I I gotta, to I'm going to make a second separate, separate reel for that. <laughs> I'm going to go in Google and find all the Dilbert pictures I can find, man. <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, good. I wish I still had that mask. Anyway, we, we went off track, but... Uh, before I cut you off about that story, how did we even get into that story? I have oh, I said that you could you know the heart attacks from from the shrapnel right. and stuff. So let's get back to the. It's, you could scare people to death. You could scare people to death for sure. Right, you almost scared your brother. Oh, I, if you saw his face, bro, I felt I felt so bad. I still I, feel bad to this day. I, I I laugh about it now, but like, man, I, a, part, I, a part of me. I have a scare that I feel bad kid. about. I did something to my daughter. She wouldn't leave the park. I took her to the park to play one day. Long. This is long story short. Took her to the park to play one day. I was like, babe, come on. I said, come on, we got it. We got to go. You know, it's time to go. She was there for like an hour. You know, as a parent, you'll get there when your daughter gets a little bigger. As a parent, you're fucking bored out of your mind. 
you're just standing there. You're watching the kid like a hawk, making sure she doesn't do something crazy. Right. You know, like hurt herself, break her arm, fucking whatever. So like 40 minutes an hour, I'm like, all right, come on, baby, we got to go. And she's like, ignoring me. I know she hears me because the kid she was playing with was like, your daddy's going to leave. I said, all right, baby, I'm going to leave. So I just kind of like walked behind a tree and just stood there watching. I wasn't going to leave her, obviously, you know. And she walks out into like the middle of the field and she just looks around. She goes, daddy? And just like instant like tears, like panic, like he left. And I felt so bad because like I could feel like, you know, but I was trying to teach her a lesson. Like when daddy says it's time to go, I'm going to leave. Like, you know, you got to get, you know, like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tough love guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to, but I just felt so bad doing it because she genuinely got scared. Like she was looking, she was panicking. Like she just, oh, how am I going to get home? Yeah. She just was like, and I, I felt that was like, I felt so bad. Like, yeah. you know, but now you fucking know. <laughs> now you fucking know. <laughs> but for sure, like, you know, an event like that happens, especially during the time of war, it's World War Two. People are already like on high alert for you know the Japanese. The Japanese. I was after Pearl Harbor. You know anything could happen. It, it was kind. It, it's kind of like reminiscent if if you lived through nine eleven, which we have. We were like young adults at the time, freshmen in high school. Right. So was I. Yeah. Um, if you lived through that, you you know the fear that like any it felt like any day something else could happen. Right, it did, we didn't feel safe in this country. Not gonna lie, and man. That's not, the same. That's the same feeling that people probably had in Los Angeles. Not going off track, but that day fucked me up, um, to the extent where I already didn't like flying. Oh. You know, I already didn't like flying. Well, yeah, so I oh, thank God, not ten k yet. I mean, not thank God, but you know, like I want ten k, but at the same time, like, oh man, passport drama, ten hour flights and shit like that. Easy. But I, it, it fucked me up because. At that point, I had never taken a plane. Never. And um, that happened. And, you know, you, 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 the documentaries come out literally a year later. You know what I mean? Documentaries are out. Which is like, I think it should have waited a little longer. You know, because you're like reopening wounds. And they, they had some like sick documentaries. Like that Falling Man documentary, brother. Like I could not imagine, you know, that. Like you had no other choice. But you're going to ultimately fall to your death. Like that's just fucking makes you your head hurt to even think about that you know and then like this is it man i gotta jump and then you like you hear the the phone calls from the from the, the plane and i could not imagine like first i would be prying at that door nonstop. my fingernails would be bleeding but you know what i mean like being in that plane that situation and then you know years later um in my 20s it was the first time i ever flew and we're going to vegas and i cannot tell you the fear that I had with my three friends going to Las Vegas. That was my first plane ride. And, of course, it's a long plane ride. Like, I'm going to get you to jump out of a plane. With me. I am not. Yeah, you could. You could I've done it. Like, I, I'm the complete opposite. Like, I have no fear Joey, of heights. Joey, there is nothing in this world. You can give me a million dollars in cash right now in front of me and say, I'll give you this if you jump out of a plane. I would be like, you can take that, turn it sideways, <laughs> and shove it straight up. Your candy ass! I swear to I'm God, swear, bro, it's, I would it's so liberating. Never jump out of a. I actually plane, might bro. do it. I actually might do it this month. Have I fun! Got, I got invited to a jump. Have fun! Have fun, man! Just make it back for the next episode. <laughs> you can video it. You can show me it. Be like, look, Billy, it's fun. I would be like, cool, awesome story, bro. Cool story, bro. I'm never jumping out of a plane, bro. I don't like being in planes. You want me to jump yeah, out of a plane? I get that? No fucking way. Bro. It's funny, like you, when you're in a. I've been. Um, Countless flights, right? But 
and on jets. And the first time I was in a Cessna was then. And uh, actually, no, I'm lying. First time I was in a Cessna was with um, my fiance's soon-to-be wife. Uh, I was with her father. He's a pilot, and he had to get his. You have to do a certain amount of hours. He was on a recent episode, by the way, for all listening. So I was his. I was his co-pilot that day, and reading him all stuff, and he's teaching me about you know how to fly this thing basically. And um, that was the first time I was in a Cessna, and it, it, it's a shaky plane, bro. Like. It, it's propellers. It, it feels much different than a nope. jet, but it's it's it, it felt good to be up there. Now I'm on that Cessna. Now fast forward to my jump later on that summer, same year. I'm on a, I'm on that plane. I'm like, man, when the doors fucking opened up, I was like, this shit is real now. The doors open. I had never been on a plane with the doors open. You feel the winds like hitting you, and you're like, shit, I'm about to jump out of this thing. And then you look down, and you're like, wow. And, and it hits you and, and not in a, I didn't, I didn't feel panicked, but I felt like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what I've seen people do so many times and I'm going to actually get to experience. Never did it cross my mind that I could die in this moment. That if this shoot doesn't open me and this guy who's behind me right now, my life is in his fucking hand. Cause you can't do your first jump on your own. You got to do a tandem, which is connected to somebody else. But this, the guy made me feel comfortable. He's like. I've done, I think it was like, I was his 60,000th 60, jump that day. I was like, damn, how unlucky would it be that on his 60,000th 60, jump. 60,000th and first jump. Hey, right. <laughs> that, that <this laughs> both shoots don't open. Yeah, I don't play numbers, bro. Fuck. I was like, that. damn, I'm, I'm like. I have to ask I'm you, the, when I'm you jumped, one. what did you feel? Like, does you is it like a roller coaster? So or? for like the first few seconds, you feel that sensation of falling, and then you feel like you get. Like the, like the wind catches you, then you feel like fucking Superman. Then you get to really start enjoying it. Like you feel invincible, Incredible. and you're looking around. You're like, I'm not falling, I'm flying. But then as the ground gets closer, you're like, I'm fucking falling. It's not fall. But, it's not flying, Woody. It's falling it's with not. style. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it doesn't feel like that sensation you get on a roller coaster. It does at first, like the first couple of seconds. After that, bro, it's gone, and you are Superman. I'll tell you this, dude. Like, I go to amusement parks, and um, the last time I was at an amusement park was actually before the world went to shit with COVID. I went to uh, Disney. I uh, went to Orlando. I went to Disney. I went to uh, Universal Studios. And um, we went with uh, my daughter and my family. Um, they have a tradition where they bring the kids every fourth or fifth birthday to Disney World. Right. So we went there, and... Um, we were going on rides, and I think it was the second night. I had to go late because I did this this test that I went vegan for. Right. And that shit didn't pan out, but that's another story. And I think it was like the second night there, um, we were going to go on rides. And um, it was the horror night at Universal Studios. They have all the Halloween shit, so you know I had to go. Like, you know, like every all the haunted houses, and we had the, the green pass. You don't wait on the big lines. You go into all these horror things. They try to scare you. Amy's like, I'm not going. I'm staying at the hotel with Briella. So me and her father went. And um, we went and we walked around. And there was this fucking crazy roller coaster in Universals. And you sit in this thing. And he's like, you want to go, Bill? And that's how he talks. He talks, old school Italian. Hey, you want to go, Bill? We're going to go. I love speed, man. We got to get his Corvette. He's a biker. He's Ducati. He's Ducati. Oh, this, kid's crazy. this guy's crazy, right? So we get in this roller coaster. And I think it's, I honestly think this was like my first roller coaster. So I'm like, I'm not going to be chicken in front of him. 
I get chicken on roller coasters. Like it, it I have to really, I, I second, third, and fourth guess myself before I go on roller coasters. Because anything that's fast and high, I'm just, that's, that's how I am. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We go in, strap up, whatever. And you get to pick a song. There's a stereo behind your head. And you can pick a song. So I picked the Limp Biscuit Rollin'. And that was the song I chose. And he chose whatever. And this thing made you, you go out just a little bit. When the ride starts, it's strapped in. And the fucking thing goes like this. And just straight up. So you're sitting straight. You're looking at the sky. I'm like, oh. So it's like Superman kind of? No, you're sitting you're in a straight seat. up. Dude. Oh, okay, like my feet are at that dark border behind you. And I turn to him and I'm like, oh shit. Just like that. And he goes, yeah, Bill, we're about to go, Bill. Here we go, man. We've got the brujol in the pot after You're this. You're like my brother Alex. My brother Alex uh, hates dude. fucking... He'll get on them. He's like, but I'm going to die. He's like, I'm going to get on, but I'll die. That's, yeah, that's me, dude. My and that hates. thing took off. But at the end of the ride, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Let's but go. But here's my thing. My, my brother Alex is just like... He's like, I'll go, but I'm probably going to die. Like He's like, I'll jump out of the plane with you, but I'll probably die. No, I <laughs> see. I, I'll go on like, the roller coasters. He, he hates it, I'll, but at the same time, he feels like he has to do it. I'll get on. Know? My first roller coaster was Nitro at Six Flags. And after I did the first drop, I was like, I was the rest of the day, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, like... At least with roller coasters, you can hold on. If it opens up, you know, you, you got to test that gym strength. Like, hold right, on. Right. Uh, the fucking plane, dude, you jump out, you're falling. That's it. Like, you splat. Oh, man, it felt good. It felt good, but... You know what's crazy is, like, I didn't feel weird until the parachute deployed. And then I lost some equilibrium. And I'm like, damn, if I was by myself right now, I don't know if I can land this thing. On the designated lane. Yeah, well, you're area. you're falling at like what two hundred miles per hour, one hundred and something miles per hour. Yeah, I don't even know. You it has to be somewhere up. up there. You're falling at a high rate of speed, yeah. bro. Honestly, it doesn't feel like it. It's kind of crazy. You know, these things. What you had thirty thousand feet? You definitely are going that fast. You are, or close to it. That, no, I mean, I no, not thirty thousand. Thirty thousand, you can't breathe. So we climb to an altitude of fourteen thousand feet, and usually you only go to like thirteen. Right. Now you would tell me they went the, the extra mile. The, air, the yeah. air gets thin, but the pilot was like, "Who wants to go? Who wants to? Who wants a little more flight time?" And, and I would be like, "He's like, we're going to fourteen thousand. It was just a bunch of dudes on there. I would have been like, like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> the pilot was just—he was all gung ho. He was for it, and and everyone, you know, they have like this this mantra that they say right before we get to the top. And he's like, "We're, we're going to fourteen thousand, boys," and, and and we went to fourteen thousand. They were showing me his um. His altimeter on his wrist. He's like, we're high. He's like, you guys are gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a little. We're gonna have a few more seconds of flight time. Uh, and it, it, I'm telling you, like in a minute, you're you're down at the bottom. It it goes so fucking quick, but it doesn't feel like it goes that quick. Um, it would it'd be have to be an astronomical amount of money someone offered me to do that. It have to be astronomical. Like this is thirty million dollars. You jump out of a plane. I go to everybody. I'm telling you, when the podcast develops and we're doing podcasts on the road, like we we just have to like we got to keep making content, bro. We got to get Billy to jump. I have a story to tell you of a crazy idea, but I'll tell you at the end. But let's get back to the UFOs, Joey. We 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 went. Would you jump out of a UFO? I would go on a UFO. Like if they were just like, hey, I'll pick you up. Travis Walton did. We'll take you. He definitely might have. I think I think he did because there are are psychologists that analyzed him and and his his, and he and and he he walked around he saw uh, gray aliens he saw someone that looked like a regular human on the ship he took a um, why am I drawing a blank on the uh, the lie detector polygraph polygraph he took a polygraph 
He was interviewed by psychologists. And when the story broke and became more famous, he goes back to them and tells the same story. And he was on a UFO, dude. And his story... Another one that Joe Rogan... Joe Rogan's had everybody on his podcast. He had had Travis Walton on. I I, want to say this, man. If Joe Rogan ever came across this podcast, I would hope that he would find an episode about UFOs. Or even the ancient civilization one, I think. And if he ever had us on the podcast, dude, I would be... I'd be like, you're the king. We we can come with the we can come with it, and I feel like there's there's still information out there that people should actually focus on. He's got really good people on his on his page. So like this guy Bright Insight comes up with these. You got an actor coming on in it, a couple of weeks. When you get a chance, and you you go back and re listen to the podcast, but it'll be on here. If anybody gets a chance, check out the Bright Insight um, YouTube channel. This guy's got a great channel. He goes into depth. He finds the research. He he gives you the backstory, and it's it's all about ancient civilization stuff. And if you're interested in that, like that is the one page to really like. He goes down the rabbit holes, and and he he questions a lot of things, and he'll leave the questions up to your interpretation. And there's not a lot of people that can give him, or even in the comments sections, people who are making videos debunking him or whatever, because it's hard. It's like you just can't do it. Like he'll give the information and say, "Hey, if, if I challenge anybody to debunk this or to give me an explanation for this," and no one has, because he's he's doing his research. It's a great page to check out. Bright insight, and and Bright Joe Rogan's had him on the podcast. Why? Let me ask you this: Why do you think? Because they went after Joe Rogan, right? Why do you think the truth of UFOs is just it's just still in limbo? Because there's people who have a stronghold on information, and information is used for monetary gain. And if you can use information to control the masses and even suppress information to control the masses, you're going to do that. Do you think Project Blue Beam is, is plausible? Do you think that, that that's something what the government's trying to do? With do the, I think we have the it's random. technology? The it, news is random. Super random. But, but UFOs. It's I don't random. Think, the only reason why I don't give credence to Project Bluebeam because you would have to create not just the um, the battle in the sky. You'd have to create the, the, the actual insurgency of Well, they said that it's, it's, a, it's a combination of things. It's a it would combination have to be like of, a War of the Worlds type shit. It's where a combination of Jesus they're Christ. They're on the ground fighting us. Jesus Christ appears, they say, in, in Project Bluebeam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they say that the, they'll try to um, tell you, like, come get out of your house, go to a certain location, Denver, and Colorado Airport. Right, right. Yeah, you know, Denver, Colorado. Um, come out of, you know, this, this, and that. I just, I don't, I can't buy it. I, I, but they, they, let me tell you something. When that Tupac hologram. I know, I saw that one. That shit. But it was behind mirrors. Like, that, that's one thing. Did, it looked like fucking Snoop Dogg was dancing with that dude, bro. It, that was, it was... Scary. I remember the first time seeing it, and I, and I, I forgot who I saw. It was a while ago, and I said, "This is scary." It looks like this dude is back for the dead, just for one last performance with Snoop Dogg. Right. Scary. Now, if it looked that good, and now AI is creating new raps with them, have you heard? Oh, that? dude, I. <laughs> this, this is crazy. I listen. I oh man, I don't even. I posted it on my story. I don't know if I can get back to on my story. Uh, uh it was um, Frank Sinatra. They created a new Frank song? Yo, dude. Is it good? Hold on. Let me pull this up. 
This feels like a Joe Rogan-esque podcast right now. We're going off the cusp, talking about a bunch. No, of it's all relevant. It's relevant. It's relevant. Because it, 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 it... we're tie- we, we always tie it back. We we do a good job of that. I I I'm trying to. Okay, here it is. Ready? Listen to this. Yo. That's so crazy. What? That's singing to the wall. Frank Sinatra and 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 that's by fucking. Um, now you have to make three clips. You have to clip that. Little John, <laughs> Little John to the wall, and Frank Sinatra singing it, made by artificial intelligence. That is just. And I I I I was like, whole it sounds. Just like Frank Sinatra. Like and then I was listening. I was in the. I worked uh, last 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 week, right? It was my coworker. He's on TikTok. We're about to go get food for break, and um, he's on TikTok. And it was Fifty Cent, Many Men, and it was Tupac and Biggie Small singing. Crazy. And I was like, and I turned around because I wasn't really paying attention to what he does on his phone. I was the like, purists would never listen to it. And I was before, like, you know? I was like, I turned around and I heard TikTok say, "This is AI, many men, fifty cent, you know that stupid TikTok right, right. And I and I was like, and I caught like the first twenty seconds of it. And I was like, "Holy shit, that's AI doing that!" And he goes, "Who's AI?" I said, "No, not who, what?" Yeah. And it made, dude, it was out of this world. So, when it's you taking people's voices, this is voices. Now I'm just saying, like Project Bluebeam, if they could do that with voices, now we got people that made the AI resigning from companies right. because they're afraid of what it's going to become. So who's to say Project so here, Bluebeam? Here's, here's the thing: Project Bluebeam is so world renowned already and such a big conspiracy that when it does happen, no one's going to believe it. When when Jesus Christ appears in the sky. You're going to get the, the older people. But the younger generation is going to be like, everyone chill out. This is fake. It's Project Bluebeam. Right? So, so they can't go through with it because there's too many people now that know i got to get it. a little biblical here. If you read the Bible, right, it, it says that he's not just going to appear. You know what I mean? Like there is a, there is a process to everything that happens in Revelation. Right. And the first thing is the rapture, right? People are just going to vanish. Gone. They went somewhere. Like the Thanos snap. That's kind of where they got it from. Oh, that's gone. exactly where they got it they, from. It gone, ceased to exist. They don't know where he went. Those people in the rapture supposedly just, they are already omitted to heaven. They've been nothing but good. They don't have to go through the seven years. Put a, I'm putting my glasses on for this one. They I'm don't have to go. One of those. Yeah, they don't have to go through the seven years of trial because what happens is the sun... Of, of the devil, supposedly, or the devil himself, come, and he basically makes himself known and says, listen, I'm going to be this powerful leader. And he kind of admits that he's like the devil, but doesn't. And people will question, like, well, why should we believe you? And he does something so crazy that, like, oh, shit. Okay. And the people that are left have to follow under his order. Mm-hmm. Hence the mark of the beast and all that stuff, right? So the people that don't go into the rapture have to live on Earth for seven years. So if they did the whole Project Brewing thing, and you have these active 
really knowledgeable Christians and Catholics, they'll be like, it doesn't say Jesus is just going to appear. It's not how it goes. It's the rapture first, seven years of trials, and then Jesus or God comes to earth and says, beats, beats the devil, wipes them out, and then it becomes heaven on earth, and then it's infinite peace forever and ever and ever. So that whole Project Blue Beam thing, if you just see Jesus randomly coming down, you'd be like, something's up. This is not how it's written. Although, then you get back into the whole Bible thing, and you don't know who the fuck wrote There's it. There's got to be more to it, you know? It yeah. Can't, it can't just be a voice in the sky and Jesus. People are going to be like, ah, oh, Project Blue Beam. And when when they mention the Arizona lights, and when they mention um, any kind of UFOs, the majority of people are already prefacing Project Blue Beam. Like, back in... Yeah, the, now. Now. Back now. In this, this is recent. This, is this recent. happened in February. Right. This all happened because of the fucking... Chinese spy balloon, the UFO sighting in Alaska, and and, and the whole and the and the Canada UFO sighting. That's when, of course, because I'm fucking on social media now more than ever because of my podcast and and the SWAB underscore podcast page, which you should like and follow. You you know you should that that's I'm on there and I'm reading because of those events of those those sightings of those UFOs things. People are like, oh, this is just Project Blooping. This is just the government saying, um, you know. This is just the government's way of deterring the the what's going on in the world, you know. Like, and I get it, I do, you know what I mean. But immediately in February of twenty twenty three, everyone started saying Project Bluebeam in conjunction with the yeah. Sightings. Nobody was talking about Project Bluebeam in nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven, they were just like, "That's a fucking UFO." No one was talking about Project Bluebeam in twenty twenty. And here's the thing: oh, it's not Project Bluebeam. These are craft, and and. We have um, this this new a uh, new military branch. For those of you that don't know, we have a space force, and this space force military branch not set in fall in space force. An actual real, and, yeah. and that's another thing they do, like like make jokes of it, make they, jokes, they, and they made a show about it. And right? Netflix like, movies of, of I, AI I shit. Said it's, a, it's, it's crazy. A, it's an ism. It's like this. We should call it like sci-fi ism because they sci-fi every real scenario that has to do with information that they want to keep a secret right that they'll they'll make a laughing stock of that or they'll make a mockery of that sort of thing and they make a mockery of space force but there's a reason why we have a government branch called the space force it's not fake it's not for them conspiracy. to put, right. we actually have a space force for them to put the money towards something like that right. and hire people which I still have to go online and see if I can apply <laughs> um, for them to do that, there's a there's really a there's, reason. There's validity to it. Yeah. And now and now when a general of a military branch, I don't care what military branch it is, it just it's a brand new military branch. But when a general of a military branch is telling you um, that we are going to we are going to have visitation from outer body, I I, I can't even. I'm trying to like recall his exact words, but something to the degree that we're we're going to have, um, oh, otherworldly threats, um, coming within the vicinity of of Earth or some something to that degree. Um, uh, we'll we'll pull it up and we'll we'll plug it in later on. But uh, when when a general is saying something that profound that we're we're gonna have otherworldly threats from outer body, you know extraterrestrials, whatever the case may be, I think people should open up their eyes and ears and actually understand that there's there's validity behind this. And See, I, not just dismiss it away with like I agree. A joke. I agree with you to an extent. 
and again, forgive me for saying this, and I don't choose sides. It's just I don't really this this uh what's the word this the president's cabinet, the president's people, this current party that's you know in charge of the country. I don't want to fully believe everything they're saying. And, 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 so here's you know, the like, because they get to choose, every president chooses right. certain generals to do certain things. But the, I, I can't. Pre- president Trump himself, like, he was the one that uh, gave that branch, you know, he, he made it a credible military branch. It was, it was Yeah, he started, and everyone made he fun started of it. it. And, and they didn't veto it. When Biden came into office, it wasn't vetoed. So clearly, we need it. Well, you can't veto, you can't veto something that's already passed. You veto the bill, and the bill has to be signed in order to be right. concrete. So in order in order for something to be vetoed, it has to be vetoed before it's signed and approved. So so once it gets approved, it, it can't be vetoed. But the fact that it got passed and went through the House, which at the time was controlled by the Democrat, right? Right. That's pretty astronomical that they all agreed to be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, Trump, we, uh, yeah, we kind of need a space force. And they were all up his ass for other things. But when he presented this, it got passed, it got signed. So obviously no one vetoed it. So it was uh, a, a need. And I can have my political uh, aficionados check me on the whole veto process. But I think I'm right on that. But if if it passed to that extent where he signed it and it was voted in, and, and, then then then. They all agreed that we need it. That we need it. For right. some fucking so, reason. Of course. So, And it says here, uh, this is uh, CNBC. I just pulled up an article. It says, Space Force Chief says U.S. is facing a new era of threats beyond Earth. And now, in in that testimony, he goes into depth of what those of what those threats are, including talking about other worldly craft, etc., that aren't from the terrestrial body of Earth. So... There's got to be some validity to this. If if this is an official government branch, if 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 no one's laughing at this in the government when this guy is saying this, you you got there's stuff it. going on, dude. Take they, everything with a grain of salt in life, but also they had, like they had they, there's reasons. Don't be and such a skeptic. I think and all don't be these, so naive to dismiss it as as it's. You do know, you know conspiracy. how many UFO sightings that were that were you know documented, but then we forgot about? There's um. The case with the Boy Scouts that saw the the UFO. Mm-hmm. There was, um, you know, Travis Walton. There was the Phoenix Lights. There was the Battle of L.A. There was Roswell, New Mexico. There's been quite a few that have occurred in the United States. There was a, an incident in Washington, D.C. in the 50s, I believe. 50s or 60s. There's been a lot of stuff that's ha- that's happened. For, I guess, for them to do the Space Force and start announcing stuff, they're like, okay, they might have picked up something on the radar, maybe like a, a blip or a radio signal, and be like, hey, you guys really fucking up shit that we tried to tell you about, and we're going to be coming to visit you and, and like lay the law down. I kind of welcome that, to be honest with you. I would actually kind of love some shit like that to happen, but who knows? Who knows, bro? This stuff is definitely happening. For, for reasons and the newest sighting what when was that that video that came out from Jeremy Corbell was that they aired it on TMZ not too long like a couple days ago but right. when was that filmed I see I don't I think it was recent because here uh, TMZ just gotta type in some key buzzwords you type in TMZ UFO and it comes right up it, it was in California yeah over a, over a, a military base I think a marine base as well yeah 
TMZ UFO, and right there it comes up. It says mass sighting over UFO base. It says, let's see if I could find the date. Uh, April. It's in April. April of of. So it says 2021, actually. So this oh, is just now that they're releasing being publicized and being released. Yeah. So, so this is film that Jeremy's been sitting on from multiple sources. Well, he's he's noted he that, says that he's got a bunch of other He's noted that out. he gets stuff from military personnel. Um, I think he has to wait to get the okay. Yes, and stuff. right, exactly. He has to wait, and they also, the people that give him the video have to wait. So if it's from a military installation uh, installation or person that works on a military base and it looks like it from these photos for sure because it looks like they're just on a military base and, and just think about it if military people would be like yeah that that yeah we filmed that and we don't know what it was you wouldn't if you're working on a military base right like i do paramilitary work myself to this day not as much as i used to i'm about to give it up soon because i don't have time for it but i do auxiliary work right and whenever there's something going on they inform everyone they inform traffic agents. They inform crossing guards. They inform police. They inform firefighters. Shit, okay, we're going to do this at this certain area. Avoid the area. They inform everybody. You don't think if they were flying some, like, spacecraft or something new in the sky, they'd be like, hey, guys, just to let you know, you guys are on patrol today, you know, doing security around the camp, around the fort, right? If you see this in the sky, don't be alarmed. It's a it's a, a military training procedure with a new, a new, new craft, right? And people would think, they wouldn't think twice. Right. They'll be like, okay, yeah, no, we're so, not. And the, and the, but they didn't know what it was. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, when, whenever a UFO pops up and it's an unidentified flying, they don't, they they could always cover it up by, by giving a backstory of what the, what it's going to be. Like, oh, you're going to see some blah, 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 some unexplained aerial phenomenon. Flares. It's going to be flares, guys. We're going to send flares and then, And then it happens. You're going to be like, okay, well, let's move on with our day. We got an explanation prefaced before it yeah, happened. I could just see. But that doesn't happen. The event happens, and then the cover-up. I could right? just see them bringing in a general to, to talk to everyone and be yeah. like, okay, guys, uh, we're going to see... Um, if the Romans... What should I say? We're going to see the Romans coming in the gladiators, okay? <laughs> they're going to come in, they're going to shoot Mike, their, I'm sorry, their air this, this is all air. This, is <laughs> this kid's going to kick me out of his wedding. I'm not gonna have you as a groomsman in my wedding. You make fun of me on your podcast. No, we gotta bring him on. Again. No, we're gonna no, we're gonna bring him on. And in, in uh, we got a couple episodes lined up. We're gonna bring him on, and we're gonna do a full on ghost episode. And in a, like in the next 20, 30 minutes, when we get towards the end, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I got this crazy radical idea, and we're gonna announce it at the end of this episode. And I'm gonna reach out to Bradford, paranormal magnet. It's gonna be crazy. This <laughs> radical idea, and you're gonna be part of it. Oh man. Yeah. But we're going to take a momentary gets me into. Yeah, we're going to take a momentary pause. And we're back from our last momentary pause. So, I'd like every year reiterate every episode, uh, you know, we got to take some piss breaks. Actually, uh because it's Memorial Day weekend and we're filming on a Sunday, not a Monday, we're giving you the uh, episode early. We've been pounding down some George Killian's Irish Red Ale. It's good stuff, right, man? It's good. It tastes like uh, good stuff. Stouty session that I used to drink with one of my buddies. It's good. So we're gonna conclude the UFO things, man, and um, with this with the uh, Phoenix Lights and everything going on today. Phoenix Lights, they hit it. They hit the truth from us, and I mean, still till till this day, every source that you're gonna look up tells you that it's an unsolved mystery, and that whole flare, um, you know explanation that they came up with is nonsense 
it's been it's been, so it's been awesome. de- be debunked so many times. They they needed a better explanation, and we still haven't gotten one, and they're not going to give us one um, because it, so much time has passed, and there's no relevancy to the story anymore. But people like Jeremy Corbell and um, has he spoke oh, about the Phoenix Lights? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he might even have a documentary on it. He's done multiple documentaries. Yeah, he's 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 crazy. He he's, started he's got one out with Bob Lazar. He started out as a uh, investigative impo- reporter, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's still an investigative journalist. But no, what but he's trying to do is discern what reality from fiction in terms of UFOs. What's real? What's not? And he trans yeah he transitioned into like the UFO conspiracy. Stuff. I'm surprised he's not dead by now. This guy's like under the Freedom of Information Act. He's been able to declassify so much stuff, even though some of the stuff has been so heavily redacted. That you, it's it's impossible to discern. I could tell you this: if anything happened to Jeremy Corbell or George Knapp, Billy Carson, they're so big now that like it. Let me tell you, they raise a big red flag, red huge red flag. But you know what? We'd be stupid enough to be like, yeah, no, it was a heart attack. I think that by keeping them alive, um, the government knows that, like, if if they die mysteriously, it's gonna look like they were knocked off, right? It's gonna give more credence to their message. Yeah, and it's gonna create. It's gonna spawn a whole generation of people just like them, wanting to do the same type of investigative research. By not, they'll be the forefront of this research, and no one will have any kind of inkling to do it besides them. Especially if there, there's no credibility to you. So it, it works to their benefit to keep them alive rather than to knock off them off them. You know, not I mean? Hillary Clinton. Clinton them. <laughs> yeah, they would be. Next week, boy. Woo! Woo, boy. Next week's going to be... Are we Are we, Are we? we bringing up uh, the Epstein? We're bringing up everything next week. Oh, man. COVID, Epstein, laptops. This is it, man. Election, uh, election well. stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give a, go ahead. I want you to talk about your YouTube because we're, we're coming to a close with the, uh, the Phoenix Lights. We've talked about pretty much damn near everything we could talk about. We're going to give UFOs a little break for a couple of weeks, actually. Okay. But, um, that sounds good. Yeah, I got the... If you guys don't know... Um, the Say What Again Billy podcast has a webpage now. It's out. It's been out for two weeks. It's swabpodcast.com. And um, I post the upcoming episodes on there. I'm working, waiting. My cousin helps me out. She's she's really good with that stuff. I'm waiting to put Joey's bio up there because um, he's my co-host. And there's no sugarcoating that. There's no hiding that. But when we did it, we did it within her time, her time frame because she is like very popular on social media. She holds these... Uh, Classes, so if you're interested, look up Sammy Picone. If you're interested in like the whole pole dancing and spirituality stuff, Sammy Picone's the way to go. Follow her on Instagram. But my co-host Joey just started something, a YouTube page about his fitness journey, his his lifestyles, his health, his health and fitness. So I want to give him an opportunity to put the plug in for this episode. Yeah, it's it's no secret. Um, I've competed in the MPC and in, in, in men's bodybuilding in the physique division for since 2014. Um, and this is just, um, it's a prep series from my journey right now at 207 pounds. I started at 217 all the way down to my competing weight, which is usually around like 170. Now it's not an easy feat and I want to give people like an insight onto what, you know, uh, competitors go through all leading up to, to a show. Um, no pun intended. It's like an average Joe. It's an, it's an average Joe but not so average uh, task that I'm trying to achieve and show. And you're doing this 100% vegan as well. Yes, yeah, 
that's a, that's something that which is an episode in two weeks. We're doing some diet stuff when you're going to be talking about that for too. sure. And I, I want to try to like incorporate some of that episode onto um, the vlog. So my first vlog is already out. If you want to check it out, um, I'm on YouTube. If you type in Joey A, um, I'll come up. Uh, another key buzzword would be chasing the perfect physique. Joey A, that'll come come up, come right up. That's the title of the first episode. Uh, the second episode should air tomorrow. Uh, don't quote me on that. I just got to work on the editing. I want to make sure that I'm putting out good content and getting more creative with the editing. It's, it's definitely difficult, and I'm still in the learning phase of uh, editing. I feel like the first one was pretty good, though. I had music in there. I liked I some, it. I had some good transitions. I liked it. Um, this second one is going to be funny, bro. Uh, I, I, today was just a, a hysterical day. <laughs> it was a workout with my brother at my gym. Um, we picked up my middle brother. He was out. He was upstate on some kind of like business retreat or something like that. I don't know, Mr. Big Shot. I'm just kidding. It, it, I think it was his friend's birthday or some shit. But um, so we picked up my middle brother, and he gave us some insight on because he competes too. And he's only competed once, but let me tell you, this kid has just phenomenal genetics. He knows how to get lean. He's the one who actually taught me pretty much how to do it all, and then I just ended up staying with it and taking it to the next level. Um, so yeah, it, it's an interesting episode. The second episode, it's got my brothers in it. It's got my, I introduced my daughter to the vlog for the first time. Um, and, uh, it's got some impressions. My, my brother does some fucking hilarious impressions. The, the, the little one, the baby. Is it better than the Mike DeLuna impression? Yes, oh man. It's, he does a Conor McGregor impression. When you hear it, you're going to laugh your ass off. That's great, so, man. So I've, it's, I've, it's a good episode. It's got everything. You, you're in, you're going to be introduced on the on the episode. Oh man! So I, I do podcasts. I do podcast audio only, man. I got a face only a mother can love me. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Nah, I'm no, lucky. I have a kid and, no and a very good and a very good looking wife. Billy's low key a pretty boy. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> but let me tell you, I um I've seen Joey come a long way. We we used to work out together. We had this this whole group. We had photo wars, and I knew Joey working out. Before he did the vegan thing, and he was in good shape back then, and now ten years into the vegan thing, when when we were you know catching up again and everything, I was like, you did this vegan? Like this kid was shredded in these photos. I'll post some photos on my page too, uh, so you guys can see. But like, let me tell you something: people knock the vegan diet. We're gonna get into it next week. But the fucking the diet is extraordinary with certain things, and Joey looks phenomenal. When he's in his competitive. On stage physique, you're gonna be like, holy shit! I actually it showed took a, somebody. It took a lot of years and a lot of research. To I showed my co- how to do it. I showed my coworker Carlos because uh, we were talking about ulcers. You know, he's like having ulcer and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? You know, what I, what what I did to get into shape quick and beat the inflammation and drop my cholesterol and get ready for this test that I took a couple of years ago was I went vegan. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I was like, my friend, he's been vegan for a long time. And um, he's the one I refer to for the diet and everything. And I was like, I'll show you a picture of him. He was like, he competes in shows, fully vegan. He's like, he does? I showed him a picture. He's like, holy shit, that's him? I showed him one of your competition photos. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he did that 100% vegan. I was like, you got to watch the, the Game Changers. And it's like, you know, it kind of goes in depth, you know? So we're going to talk about diets and stuff like that next week. But go check out Joey A on YouTube. Uh, it's Joey's, uh, my co-host Joey's uh, journey to going back on stage and competing in the MPC. Yeah, I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm trying to qualify uh, for a national show. And 
that national if show, I, you get your pro card. A national show, if I place top two, I get my pro card. So like, I it's a long. I'm a long way off. I was I was much closer in 2019. I will say in 2019, had I continued and and there had not been a pandemic, I'd have my pro card by now. I had such great momentum, such great size, such great conditioning, and I'm gonna bring it all back this time. I'm focused. The momentum and the clarity is there finally, and I actually have the time to be able to to give to the craft 100% like I want to. So it's it's no doubt in my mind it's going to happen again. I'm already seeing the scale go down and, and the strength coming up. So follow me on the journey if you're interested in any of that stuff. Well, what I'm about to just, what I'm about to say is, is not going to help that matter <laughs> pretty much, but I'm going to, this crazy idea that I got, well, hopefully you can incorporate it into what I'm about to announce. So I had this radical idea the other night. So, um, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Bradford from Ghost Magnet Paranormal, and I envy what he does because he goes every weekend on a paranormal investigation. And ever since I got my new job, which uh, today is one year in my department that I'm in now, and it's been two years, couple as of a couple of weeks ago, where I've been at this new job where I don't have weekends off, so I have you know off days off during the week. It sucks. And um, no sugarcoating that. It's the only bad, that's the only downfall of my job is my days off. Everything else I absolutely love. And he goes every weekend on these, you know, paranormal adventures. And when I had my ghost group, I been to many haunted locations and little mini inside investigations during the day. And one of the biggest dreams I had was to do a overnight investigation at a haunted location, a well-known haunted location, and spend the night in a haunted location. And talking with Bradford, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was just like, wow, man. And, you know, we, we had a great discussion. So if you didn't check out that episode, it's an interview with a paranormal investigator, Bradford for Ghost Magnet Paranormal. Awesome dude. Awesome content. Shows how it really is done. Like, you know, like not this actor, actress, Hollywood, you know, TV show shit. He does investigations as they should be without the whole drama behind it so i've been really like ever since i interviewed him i'm like so for a real enthusiast that's the, that's the go-to he's the guy to follow 100 percent. he's the guy to listen to he's the guy to watch on his youtube page. he's got all his outlets tiktok social on instagram um uh instagram tiktok and a youtube page i watch i've been watching his videos on youtube great stuff he goes um I, i'm sorry i don't remember um his his assistant or other paranormal it's a, it's a woman um heather maggie i believe i've watched his you know but i follow him so sorry i don't remember her name my apologies but bradford i watch his videos he's got all his gadgets and stuff like that so i've been really trying to like look ahead and try to get something going in the month of august because that's my time restraints and i've been looking at the Shanley Hotel, which has been on a couple of ghost shows. Uh, Joey's, <laughs> Joey's, his hand is on his eyes right now, rubbing his <laughs> eyes. Really, like if you could watch him right now. Oh, so the I'd Shanley jump out of a plane, but I'll go. The Shanley Hotel is in Ulster County, Catskill Regions, New York. Okay, and um, you can call, and they. I've looked up its website, but if you want to do it, I think uh, an overnight investigation, you actually actually have to call to inquire. So my radical idea is, is whether it's this or someplace that Bradford has already gone to, which is five hours away. Stan, the Shanley Hotel is actually about an hour away. 
the other place uh, I was looking up into is is fucking five hours away. It's, it's a drive, it's but yeah, it's far. The Shanley Hotel, though, I'm looking into this, and I want to do not only an overnight investigation there, but at the same time that we're investigating. So you see these mics we're using? We're gonna podcast. We're gonna do a podcast, a live podcast, paranormal investigation. With in with conjunction with Bradford from Ghost Magnet Paranormal, so even though I've done ghost hunting and I know what I'm doing and I have the old school tools of the trade, Bradford is very new to investigating and has all the new stuff. So we would literally be podcasting and assisting Bradford and in his paranormal stuff and filming and recording everything via podcast. You can man the video camera, the phones and stuff like that. I'll have the mics. We have, we're hooked up and we're following him and just get a podcast episode while a paranormal investigation is going on and then air it. And I think that's a radical idea. I've never heard of it being done. No, I, I haven't. I'm, I just got to edit, you know, the sound of me shitting my pants out. Of- and, you know, it's crazy. I was just looking up pointed places like that's close by. Then I've seen the Shanley Hotel was featured on some shows and stuff like that. The price range... It's, it's up there, but we can all contribute and, and, and get it, get her done. I'm going to call and be like, hey, I have a podcast, you know, we're, I want to, we want to go there. I want to set a date this night. What is it going to take for, you know, what's the price range for an overnight investigation, you know, into the morning, you know, what, and get it done. And I'm going to reach out to Bradford this week and talk to him about the idea and, and let him know and see if we can team up and then put in for the days off on the weekend, you know, drive up there on a Friday night or a Saturday morning get there, we're hanging out during the day, and we get to the house, and, you know, there's going to be no sleeping involved, it's going to be, and I have equipment that I'm bringing, I got EMF meters, Geiger counters, motion sensors, voice recorders, the whole nine, about to buy a tripod for my phone, it's going to be, and iPad will be used for the recording for the podcast, I'm going to get him a jersey that says Egon Sphinx, (laughs) Egon Sphinx, (laughs) I think it's a, and that's what I wanted to announce for this episode, so that people have something to look forward to, and I want, I'm going to try to orchestrate it, like, soon, so that, okay, we got a date, that's the date, that's what we're doing, talk to Bradford, and I think that'd be a great episode, just us on, you know, on an investigation, Trying to investigate, and we're recording. We can even pick up shit while we're recording on the mic. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't say hear that. it on the podcast. Yeah, like you know, and and then go live on Instagram, and 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 Bradford has his assistant. He's filming the whole thing, and I think it'd be a great idea. And I, the I truly like Bradford. Like, I mean, him gelled. We talked. We texted a couple times after the episode. I love his. I love his content. I absolutely. This dude is not only is he a nice guy. But he knows his shit, and I like I like his methods. I like the method. He is like a good method to his madness when it comes to investigating. And if I was gonna do this with anybody else, you know, we I could easily say like we'll go, me and you, and I'll bring my stuff. But I want him there because this guy, he's like he's got this shit down to a science. Right. So I'm actually gonna tell him, listen to this episode. I'm gonna tell him you don't have to listen to the whole episode, but listen to the, like the last 18 minutes of it, and then. Call me back and let me know what you think. And if he go, if he's on board, I'm gonna set this shit up, dude. And we're gonna, and this, you know what? It'll be a dream come true. I know dreams for you are jumping out of planes, but dream for me is <laughs> going into a haunted house. This guy wants to deal with the dead. I'm just looking to get a, you know, a little adrenaline rush. I, I, this is, see, to me, dude. Let me tell you how cool it is. You walk into this house, you get, and he doesn't even want to know the whole history. That's his method. 
So that's why I haven't looked into the history of this house. I know it's haunted because it's on websites. I don't know the history. So I actually want to go into it blind. So I don't know anything about the Shanley Hotel other than it's supposedly haunted, right? And it's been featured on TV shows. I'm not going to do any research. We're going to go, I'm going to go in there flying blind. He might know. So I want to know when I'm there, when shit starts to happen, I want to be like, if we get an EVP and it says, uh, my name's Rebecca, I want to know why it said Rebecca. So this is why I'm kind of not going in-depth researching. I want to go in there, see what I find, and then, and then do and the then. research and be like, oh shit, that's why this happened. And then make the connections. Exactly. So I have not, I have only know that it's in Ulster County, New York. I only know it was featured on shows. And I only know that it's supposedly haunted. That's all I know. So I want to talk to Bradford, set this up, and it'll be me, you, him, and his his co-paranormal uh, investigator. We go there. We fucking do the investigation, do the podcast. Mics are charged. Tablets charged. We record. I bring mine. We, we switch off with the mics and and have a crazy episode. And I think that's a great idea. And that would be like something for like the summer. That That would be pretty cool. Just let me know. Give me the dates. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we're going firefly hunting oh, again. <laughs> I'm, I'm dragging this guy across the, the world eventually one day, so why not? Listen, if we hit 10K, I will 110... We're 100% going to hit 10K. Why well, will 100% go to Egypt with you? I'll, be tell, I'll tell Amy. I'm like, Amy. So I, I played a joke on her. Right? I played a joke on her the other day. I said, you know, actually, it wasn't a joke. I was like, we're going to go to the contract. I, I know people, bro. We'll get 10K in a few weeks. All I do have to do is just get one little plug. And <laughs> I told Amy. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but, you know, I might. I, a, just might a couple, I just might ask somebody to do it just so we can go to Egypt. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I said, Amy, we're going to the Conjuring House, me and Joey. We're, we're, we booked the room already. It's set, it was set in stone. In August, right. we're going to the Conjuring House. She's like, no, you're not. No, you're not going. She don't want you to bring a demon back home. Yeah, you're not place. coming back in this house. You fucking go. I'm calling your mom. I said, call my mom. I was like, cool, watch what happens. <laughs> you see my mom? I was like, call my mom, see what she says. And my mom picks up the phone, she goes, hello? She goes, hi, you know, how's your day? And the typical, you know, how's your day? She's like, good, what's up? And she goes, your, your son, he said he's going to the, 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 the conjuring house for overnight. My mom goes, oh, cool, can I come? Oh, man. I, I, so I was like, you see? I told you she would say that. My mom got me into this shit. So... I played a joke on it. We're not going to the Conjuring house. I would love to go there. I, you know, if, if this place don't work out, I might just say, fuck it, Joe, we're going to the Conjuring house. Or the, or witch, or the Witcher just, what? Oh, fucking hell. It's in California, though. The, the Winchester? Yeah, it is the Winchester. The Winchester Mystery House is is, is cool. I, I, I haven't done an episode on it yet, but it, it's got some paranormal elements the to it. It was good. It had some good jokes. It's just the, the, the construction of that house. Everything is so weird. Like, you go on one side of the room, it looks like you're bigger. Your equilibrium is off. There are staircases that lead to nowhere. And they said they built that on purpose. She was locking in ghosts. Yeah, to lock in spirits. Like, yeah. But, like, that's not, like, as of, like, in the last couple of years, not one of the, like, the better places for, for yeah. haunt things. You know what I mean? But that's my idea. Going to talk to Bradford this week. We're going to set this shit up. And that's an episode to look forward to. But. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Joey? Um. I wanted to do that. I'm gonna catch you flat footed here, buddy. Would you like to give a thank you to uh, Spotify? See if you can do it. Oh, oh yeah. I, I I honestly tune out when you give those thank yous, but like 
No, I can't do it. You keep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, so let me. No, I can't. I could, I could, I could chime in if you do it the wrong way. I just want to see if you can handle it, man. Nah, I, there might be a day, like Joey, you're you're running this episode. I'm not gonna say boo. Thank you for listening to the Say What Again Billy podcast. I want to thank Spotify and everyone for leaving you chime in. Well, I want to thank Spotify for podcasters for giving us the opportunity to talk about the Phoenix Lights, jumping out of airplanes, and future paranormal investigations in houses like the Shanley Hotel. And if it wasn't for Spotify for podcasters, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do this. If you haven't heard about Spotify for Podcasters, it's the free app that allows you to get your podcasting ideas out there 100% for free. If you have a phone, a tablet, or a computer, download Spotify for Podcasters to get your podcasting idea out there 100% free on all outlets. And it will air your podcast idea and your show to outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. So if you have a podcasting idea, download Spotify for Podcasters. Boom! It's like clockwork. Man. Boom! <laughs> and I switch it up every week too. It's never the same, but I always gotta say, I always gotta say thank you, Joey. Again, give your plugs for people that want to chime into your YouTube channel. Yes, uh, my YouTube channel is actually that's a good question. Let me just clock over to YouTube. It should be Joey Joey A. I'm gonna. It's Joey Joey. There's no Joey dot A, but it's Joey A. Uh, if you put Joey A and then. Um, NPC competitor, I'll come up. You'll you'll see it there. Cool. Um, my Instagram is Joe Might Know. I posted your yeah. People, I'm gonna post it again so everyone knows. We have to listen. The link for my um, the link for my uh, YouTube is in my my bio on my Instagram. Gotta get a link tree. Yeah, definitely. Even though there's one link, it's it's worth having. I have the link tree. It helps out a lot. For link sure. tree. And because I mentioned him, and it's a plan whether it goes through or not. And I wouldn't mind, and I wouldn't take no offense if he said no to me because I know he uh, he's more advanced. But uh, Ghost Magnet Paranormal, and it's Bradford. You can find him on Instagram, Ghost underscore Magnet underscore Paranormal. Type in Ghost Magnet Paranormal on TikTok or type in Ghost Magnet Paranormal on YouTube, and you will find Bradford, the paranormal investigator who I interviewed not too long ago. He is a great paranormal investigator. His YouTube videos are great. And if you want a person that investigates paranormal activity and does it the right way, no Zach Bacon stuff, none of that drama, this is the dude that should be on these television shows, doing TV shows, because he does it the right way. Ghost Magnet Paranormal, Bradford, go check him out. And this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Uh-huh.